And we, and are, we coming are coming down, down in, in three, two, two one. one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Machine Washable. No, no, no. Thirsty Soul. The Maskers Massey. And the Rat of Red Baron. Mass. Very somber entrance. Didn't yeah. like that too much. The Maskers Massey. Nah, that was that sounded like you were like you just finished jogging up the stairs to get like a pizza roll. Would it be jogging upstairs? My microwave is downstairs. I don't know. You, you do weird things sometimes, guy. I don't know what your pizza roll situation's like. We're quarantined. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. So welcome to another uh, quasi live edition of Getting Sports with Junk. Um. I think everybody is live from. Let's see. Kendall, you're live from the PPRN Radio Network studio. Yep, West Haven. Kyle, you're live from your recliner. That's right. Mock, you're live from your recliner. You got that right. Yes, you're live from your gaming chair. And I'm live from the driver's yep. seat of a RAV4. All right. We're doing pretty all right. Yeah. I give him a lot Disclaimer. of credit. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer, the car is not actually on. There is no key in the ignition while I enjoy my adult beverage. Just a, just a, no drinking and driving, children. I give him credit for sitting in a vehicle for three hours, essentially. <laughs> well, yeah. it's not the first time he's done it. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, not driving. I'm supposed to show you that I bought the right car. I like to think that he's in full, like, laid-back mode. Nah, nah, I'm sitting up right. I'm actually in better posture now than I do when I'm <laughs> driving. Usually when I'm driving, I do the Kendall thing where I, like, take my penis and hang it out the driver's side window. Like a dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is Just my, catching a little wind. This is my Basset Hound. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Down, Roger. All right, so starting lineups, uh, Massey, you said you're not drinking tonight? Yeah, I can't drink. Why, now, is, that? why is that? Medication. Oh. What? Medication. What are you on? Share with us. That's more of an off-the-air thing. Well, you know, they say booze is the best medicine. <laughs> There's That's only three th- from Dr. Kendall. <laughs> yeah, there's three things that you need to know from the, the doctor medicines of Kendall Reed. Wear a sweater when you sleep so you sweat more. <laughs> Drink as much as possible. Graves, graves, graves. That's right. Mountain medicine, oh, baby. One of those. Uh, souls, yeah, Souls, what are you drinking? Let me guess. Is it super? What? What are you drinking? Is it super? Yeah, it's very super. Sorry, everything just cut out for a second. Is it duper? It's super duper double. 
Citra. <laughs> I was going to say, when did they drop the last part of their, their beer? <laughs> it's no, from just... Thomas Hooker Brewing. My personal friend at Thomas Hooker Brewing. Thomas Hooker himself? Nope, I did my own personal tour. Tomas Hooker. Just so you guys know, I want you guys to know the, the type of guy Kyle is. He offered to do this podcast live from inside his shower with the shower running with a blanket wrapped around him so I didn't have to sit in my car. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. That's I'm very, a friend. Very nice of him. I could also do it live from the mm-hmm. attic, but it's probably really cold up there. Actually, it was pretty nice up there. I bet you it's nice up there. But there's critters up there. Yeah, it's probably like a... Last time I moved a box, there may or may not have been a dead squirrel. It's a tarantula. A new show mascot. I just did what any natural person would do. With it. <laughs> a I new show mascot. And just, I just uh, I popped out the ventilation fan and just threw it on the top of the roof. <laughs> Food for something. Kendall, what are you drinking from my collection? Well, actually, I decided to switch it up today. Uh from uh collection from the mock collection <laughs> i have uh, <laughs> a little tug from our friends at thimble island Ooh, they're not gonna be our friends after you review that beer you know i feel like i've had it before but i Did can't you just remember kind of do that yeah you definitely had a little tug yeah i probably did i just can't remember mock what are you drinking so right now I'm still making my way through my Budweiser, but I got uh, some Sea Hags on deck. From there where? Well, Budweiser is no, a... No, not that an- one. No <laughs> sea Hag is from New England Brewing Company and Woodbridge CT. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm drinking from Boulevard Brewing out of Kansas City, Mo. Um... This is going to be a real lengthy introduction. You ready for it? Kendall, I want you to listen because we're going to be drooling. I'm ready. It is the 30th anniversary ale barrel-aged blend, an extravagant blend of eight incredible barrel-aged beers worth celebrating, including an Imperial Stout and Rye whiskey-finished port casks, an Imperial Stout and bourbon barrels, a Belgian-style dark ale in ruby and tawny port casks, a Belgian-style dark ale in bourbon barrels, a Belgian-style dark ale in sherry casks, a double-mashed Imperial Stout in bourbon barrels, an Imperial Stout in Spanish sherry punchons, and an Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels followed by a tawny pork casks. My God. It's pretty extravagant. It's one of a kind guy. Uh, toast of excellence. Can I go first? Sure. Yes, you may. All right, I'd like to give my shout out. My toast of excellence is to Just our protect. friends at Black Hog Brewing, who have been doing curbside pickup for their beer so that it can be enjoyed by the fine sure folks of Connecticut uh, during this quarantine shutdown. But now they are offering this week, if you live in the area, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, they're delivering with a $50 order. They will give you free delivery. Wednesday, That's they're delivering awesome. to Fairfield County. They are delivering to Litchfield County on, or sorry, uh, yeah, Litchfield County? Would that make the most sense, right? Yes. Yeah, Litchfield County on Thursday and New Haven County on Friday. So is there anything more trip? American than having your beer delivered? Nope. I already put an order in. You know, it's funny. Me and Kendall were talking the other day, and he was like, you know, 
I'm well stocked. I just want to take advantage of it. <laughs> I, uh, I already put an order in. I texted Tyler directly. Did you really? Yeah, I was like, hey, I've been, like, seeing your rainbow gravy post on Instagram, and, like, I really want it. He's like, a case is 54 bucks. I was like, cool, drop it off on Friday. He's like, what town do you live in? That's cool. And I was like, prospect, bitch. Ball's clipping a little bit. Right, don't bring that bag. Bring um, oh, just, uh, see Skype or whatever. What are they using? We're just using this. Uh, uh, got a lot of boxes of excellence. Um, I I don't have one. There's not much happening. Well, what about Kyle? My tote of excellence Steals. is to Patrick Beverly for wrecking the 2K tournament. Like he's whooping ass. Yeah. Uh, small shout out to Derwin James who just won the uh, NFL Madden tournament. Yeah, and he like smoked like one eighteen to like ninety or like twenty two was like the final score of the last two games. <laughs> yeah. He just for right Tyreek, it was terrible. Kendall, do you have a toast? Um, I do, I do. Actually, and it was funny because I was. I was going to do two, uh, mentioning the the Blackhawk thing. I, I was glad that you saw that. Um, but the, the one I'm going to do was, I saw this on Barstool Sports. I'm going to see if I can find the names now. Did you guys see, I believe it was two uh, NFL players, I, I assume uh, linemen or linebackers, pushing the pickup truck up the hill? Oh, yeah. Did you no. Know? Oh, i, I got to find it. Oh, also to Rob Gronkowski for winning the 24-7 title at WrestleMania. No, no. <laughs> why, why does she care? Jesus. I care. Oh, hold on, here we go. Uh, let's see. Why, because she was a patriot? No, because she'd much rather have that steaming turd Roman Reigns win title. <laughs> no, that's not true. Right. I just don't like Gronkowski. It was Taylor Luan. There's no reason not to. I guess it was just Taylor Luan. Oh, and Will Compton. Trinidad Compton. Yeah, they pushed a Toyota Tundra up a hill as part of their gym regimen. Oh my god. <laughs> That's nothing. Guy at work drank a coat of motor oil once. Put that on the news. <laughs> Didn't even die from it. Melvin. <laughs> um, Kyle's Toast Excellence to Melvin. The dog. At some point tonight, Kyle will put his cell phone up to Melvin's face and say, Doggy on the phone. <laughs> Yes, I will. Now, Melvin, come here. <laughs> I learned today that there was apparently an interview about 26 years ago. Uh, Jim Everett went on Jim Brown's TV show and basically... Oh, my God, it's hilarious. What? Yeah, never knew that was a thing. Fucking hysterical. It's so funny. All right, I'm going to open my beer now. Hold on, can I go first, though? I want to see if you guys can pick up the pop. You ready? Ooh. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, oh, yeah unfortunately, the bo- the bottom blew out into my crotch. <laughs> Can't you imagine? I'd be so mad for you. Why? Why? It's not like you ever dumped a whole sip of sunshine in the back of my car. Yeah, that never happened. That's a whole lot of fun. Kendall, we were all there. Yeah, my spitter also fell in his car. Yeah, it was a mud that jug, and then sure it froze. Happened. It froze to the carpet. Actually, I think I was the only one in the car. I think I was so drunk that Paul was driving me to McDonald's and I sat in the back. <laughs> That's what I no, remember. No, I think I, no, I think Kyle was in the front. 
Was this v- Maple during that time period? No, we went to. I'm pretty sure we were, we were dropped. Yeah, I think it was Maple, but we were dropping you off at your house. I think it was after a softball game. Yeah, that could be right. God, what a move going from like <laughs> bush light and then transitioning right into a sip of sunshine. <laughs> Get nice and heavy with it. Yeah, just to Ooh, dump it all in the van. All right, so, uh, Souls. Hey. Welcome to April. Welcome to April, everyone. So this is the month of the, uh, we, we're continuing on with the weekly segments. They're getting a little dicey now that there's no actual sports on. <laughs> um, but that's okay. That's where creativity comes from. So Kyle's decided to use his segments. Maki, get ready, because you're May, brother. Um, <laughs> so you got a whole month to think about it. But Kyle decided to take a, a quick left turn down Fields Lane for his segments. Yeah. So I originally thought of just everybody saying their favorite player from like each team. And then I was like, well, this could be cool. So I told everybody to get to find the box the box score of the first every game they they attended to. This but they remember. Oh, I thought you wanted they remember. I thought you wanted me to find the ticket stub. I spent like seven hundred dollars on one of those. <laughs> <laughs> He was on Amazon yeah, all day. So, I thought it would be cool. Everybody, like, once you read it, like, you're like, oh, wow. Like, I remember this from 12 years ago, 17 years ago. Two days ago. I can Not tell you, Kyle, the only thing I remembered about the game was that I was there. Because well, you're a bitch. Well, no, I was in, like, <laughs> fucking fourth grade. <laughs> so it was I remember everything that happened. I also have a feeling you don't, and you just make up the spots no, you don't remember. I've told Kendall about this numerous times. Numerous. numerous. Shut the <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to go first? Sure, why not? Oh, okay. All right. Do you want to? Because I'd be more than happy to pass it off to you. No, go ahead, bro. If you don't want to do it, I'll go first. So... My first game that I remember, I was taken to a Yankees game by Ash, and we went to go sit in the bleachers. It was June 11th in 2009. Late bloomer there, bud. A little bit. Hey, I said the one that I remember. Um, The Clinton Texans. (laughs) Late bloomer there, huh? And they were playing the Texans, too, which was really crazy. (laughs) Uh, Rangers, shut up Uh, David Carr threw for 355 yards And three home runs (laughs) Final score was 12 to 4 Yankees I still have the stub from it too First Yankees game I ever went to They got got rocked by the Devil Rays Like 14 to 1 Yikes. And I'll have you know that that in that game, I got to witness something very rare. I witnessed the Derek Jeter error. Wow. And if nothing? Yeah. All right, cool. Good, guys. Nice. Sorry, I, I you cut out a little bit. Yeah, you're you're breaking up. You're breaking up. So uh, my first MLB game, I had to, I had to do some hunting because I remembered that – the Yankees lost eight to three, and that Chuck Knobloch was in left field. Well, that's all you left field. 
that that's where he played his last year on the Yankees. He was played left field. Well, I guess and, it makes uh, sense. I remember that. You can't hurt so your fans. I had to look into Chuck Knobloch's career to find which year he played left field and then scour the games from that year to where the Yankees lost to the Red Sox 8-3. to And I found it. It was April 21st, 2001. Uh, the link will load here. And it won't. You gotta love it. But I know Mike Mussina pitched for the Yankees. Um, must not have done very well because they lost eight to three. But yeah, two thousand one, first game. I remember we sat in the very front row in left in left field. Like it, a- any stats? It, it was a pretty irrelevant game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Paul O'Neill hit a home run. Uh, I think Derek Jeter had a stolen base. I didn't look at too much of the Red Sox box score. I was looking at it today for the Yankee side. But uh, fun fact about this game, this was the first time I learned about the 1918 chant that they used to yell at the Red Sox a lot. Didn't know what it meant till that day. Do tell. Well, before the Red Sox won the World Series in 2004, I remember at Yankee Stadium, they would chant 1918 because that was the last time they won. And, you know, it was a whole bunch of years later. (laughs) Paul? So, the first game I went to, I was 10 years old. Um, It was July 2nd, 2003. Um, So, the reason for having gone to an MLB game, you know, that that late, I guess, for somebody who's, like, kind of been a, a big sports person all their life was because, um, you know, I was born in Chicago, but then we moved to Florida, and then we moved to Connecticut, and I didn't want my first – I wanted my first Major League Baseball game to be a White Sox game at Comiskey. So I refused – you know, I refused to go to Yankees games. I refused to go to Red Sox games. Until I got that chance. Like, I went to a bunch of minor league games and, like, independent games and things of that nature. But I wanted to go. So, it was July 2nd. It was the – this was the 4th of July game at Comiskey because they went – for the 4th of July, the weekend of the 4th of July, they went to go on the road to Tampa. Um, this is all off looking up. I don't remember all these details. I'm not going to sit here and sit. <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, – I do remember it was a 6.05 game. It was a Wednesday night. We were on vacation, and it was a game that went into the into twelve innings against the Twins. And um, that was that year was the White Sox and the Twins were pretty much neck and neck all season long, and the White Sox ended up losing the division by four games to the Twins. But like this game put the record at forty three to forty one for the Twins and forty two forty two for the White Sox. Like I mean, they were neck and neck the whole time. Yeah. But I was looking back and doing some research. So, Kendall, you'll find this one interesting more than anybody else. Um, well, actually, everybody will find this part interesting. This was a very, like, big year for the White Sox in terms of, like, the, 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 the people that we turned out to be as friends. So, this in this year, this the offseason leading up to this, the White Sox traded um, Antonio Rizuna and some minor leaguers to the Yankees for Orlando Hernandez. 
and then turned around and immediately traded Orlando Hernandez and an outfielder and a relief pitcher, Rocky Biddle, to the Expos for Bartolo Colon. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and then the other thing I forgot about, which this one I think would be more up Kendall's alley, and I've already shared this with Kyle. Um, I forgot about this. Um, this was the game, the first game, it was uh, July 2nd. On July 1st, the White Sox traded um, a bunch of, or like a, a grouping of players to the Mets for Roberto Alomar. And then they traded a grouping of players to the Rangers for Carl Everett. So this was their first games as White Sox. Well, that's cool. Yeah, they combined for two for ten. <laughs> Looking at the stats here. But it was a, it was a great game. I remember it because I, I do remember. Um, I remember being upset because I, I remember, like, having watched baseball. I was a, I, I was a big Burley fan then. But he wasn't on the mound. It, it was – how about this one, Kyle? Dan Wright. Don't know who that is. Yep. Well, Billy Cox <laughs> got the win in the 12th. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just remember – so, uh, you know, this was the making of, like, the start of the, the 2005 White Sox team. So, like, um, this was all kinds of cool stuff. Little did we know at the time when I was watching it that the Twins catcher and would end up being the White Sox World Series catcher. AJ Przinski. In retirement, um, you want to live life to the fullest. USAA oh, nice. Life can help you achieve that with a protected source of monthly income. Is this my cue to get off? Or? No, so I don't know where it's coming from. Retirement. Join. I started to close out everything. It just started playing a video. <laughs> and then, so another another thing about this that I was a big fan of in this game is every, you guys know all know who my favorite White Sox is of all time. Jermaine Dye. <laughs> What? Yeah, you know, I have heard you say that before. No, but um, Paul Konerko in this game was actually on a rest day, and I remember we, me and my dad were very upset about it, and he ended up getting a pinch hit situation and hit a fucking home run. Well, so that was cool. cool. And then Frank Thomas hit two ding dongs in that game, including the two run, two run moonshot in the twelfth to win the game. It was a very nice trip down memory lane, Kyle. It was. I, I like this a lot. Billy Koch got the win. And Eddie, Eddie, Guardado, Eddie Guardado got the loss. And, he uh, sucked. Frank, yeah, Frank Thomas had a two-run blast with two outs in the bottom of the 12th on a 0-2 count. I like that. Kenny Omega? Yes, so. Hold on, I'm just double-checking my information here. So, Kenny Dykstra? Hold on. So, I actually had a very interesting uh, first base, Major League Baseball game. I I had a a bunch of first baseball games because when we were young, the New Haven Ravens were like a thing. And it was like $2 to go to a game. And every work retreat was held there. And... Oh, real quick, Kendall. Sorry, not to interrupt, but Roberto, I'm looking further in the stats. Roberto Alomar reported an error on his first play. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. The um, the real highlight for the New Haven Ravens, though, was there was fireworks after every loss. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was fireworks after every game. But my first uh, Mets... Uh-huh. Met, uh, 
professional baseball game we went to was actually 2008. So kind of a late bloomer, like the mass. Um, but it was cool because it was the final year of Shea Stadium. So my uncle actually had... Yeah, Jason Bay bobblehead. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you another story after that. I went... So my uncle actually had, like, tickets to the final home uh, three games versus the Marlins. And I was able to go That's to... Cool the September 26th game, which was the first game of that series. And um, the Mets ended up losing 6-1 to to the Marlins. <laughs> um, my favorite, Jose Reyes, had five at-bats with no hits. Uh, it was <laughs> it was glorious. Um, and Kyle, remember you were talking? It was Mike Pelfrey who pitched. Yeah. Um, That's why you lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my boy Bobby Parnell pitched in that game, gave up a hit with two runs, uh, accredited to that. Uh, Pedro Feliciano uh, also pitched. I was a big fan of him. He, at one point, I think still holds a record for most like starts, as a, or not starts, but most appearances by a reliever in a season. I think that still exists. And uh, Scott Schoenweiss pitched, Kyle. Pitched a third of an inning, and he had a strikeout. So good for him. You guys suck. But... Here's here's the real kicker to this. To use uh, some uh, Mike Mock uh, verbiage, I ended yeah, up getting the bottom line. The bottom line is I ended up getting food poisoning, and I missed out on going to the <laughs> final two games at Shea Stadium. So I was able to go to one. That was the only time I ever went. And uh, the the Mets went on to win the next game, two to nothing, the Marlins, and losing their last game, uh, two to four. So, kind of a, a big bummer for me. Uh, it's something you can't change, and you don't you don't think about it till now. Like how, you know, it's just one of those things. But it was cool. Oh my god! Here we go. Kyle, what was yours? I'm further looking at the stats of this game. When this game took place, the White Sox versus the Twins. I don't know how they were like even 500. Not a single person in their lineup was batting over 260. <laughs> it's insane. So my game was the last year of Veterans Stadium. It was on May 10, 2003. Oh, Kyle, we were very um, close. The Phillies were playing the Houston Astros. Fuck me then. <laughs> Stewart, um, you know, the team of Jeff Bagwell, Jeff Kent, Craig Bezia, and uh, the Philly scored two runs in the first, and that was it. No, oh. Phillies won that game two nothing. It was Randy Wolf versus Wade Miller. Randy Wolf ended up throwing a complete game shutout. And what I remember mostly from this game is that in the very first inning, Jim told me he hit the pitcher right in the shin. And he was... Shattered it. Yeah, they said he shattered his shin. That probably sucks a whole lot. Um, That was the only hit that Jim told me he had that day. And the best uh, part, and too... Mike and Bobby Abreu had RBIs. The best part, too, is that Jim Tomey hit probably consisted of he hits the ball, hits the pitcher, 
the entire infield kind of freezes, and so does he, but he still kind of like jogs his way to safe, to first base <laughs> safe. <laughs> and this is a name for all of us. The center fielder of that game, Mock, he was a former Yankee. Ooh, Rondell White. Close. Ricky Leday. <laughs> Ooh, just as good. <laughs> Uh, I remember going with like my whole family, like my my uncle from my dad's side, my dad, my brother, my cousin. You, you guys know that kid character thing that I have in my room? Yeah, yeah, that's from then. That that uh, so the people listening, Kyle in his room has a, a character a caricature of himself, uh, dressed in Philly's attire, holding a, a bat, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a a very uh, charming picture. Kyle, you should take a picture of it and you could send it to. Uh, we could put a we could post a picture of it. Yeah, that was from that long ago. It's currently hanging above his toilet in his bathroom. <laughs> Close. <laughs> the thing is, I'd almost believe it. But yeah, the game was dope. My first ever game. I got to see Randy Wolf. What's better than that? Seeing Randy Wolf as a brewer. That's true. Cool. Cool segment. Next week we'll do football. Alright. I have to actually think about that for a second. Nope. I was was present for two two people on this podcast first football game. That's true. Two people. Kendall and Kyle. No, not mine. You said that was your first game. No, I went to one when they played Tennessee before. No, you lied. It was Mock's first game. It was mine. It was Rebecca's first game. That was game. your first game, Mark? Yeah, the first the first Steelers game. Well, I didn't know that. We'll talk about it next week. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mock was a real dickhead there for a minute. Why? I don't know. I'm just glad the Derek Jr. picture in the basement fell down and broke. Derek Jeter picture in our basement. It fell down and broke. No, it's not because I put the picture of Joe Flacco and Bob up where it was. I uh, I got this cardboard cutout that's pretty old. I put the picture of Bob and Joe Flacco up instead. That picture is so funny. It's on the mantle. I think it's great too that Bob tries to take it down all the time. I took it to CVS and got like copies made. So when he throws it away, I just put a new one up. You should make like a small one and. Put it in his wallet, like hide it behind some stuff. So one day he's like <laughs> taking through cards. And it... <laughs> Where's my damn Costco card? <laughs> or get it laid out on the hood. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine after it would be funny to have a bunch of them and just scatter them around the house. Find them for years and years. <laughs> like what Mock did with the confetti for my birthday party. He he found all the confetti and he put it in different spots in my house. Neat. Um, Jesus. It would be funny. Ca- Jesus, like Buzz Killington at its worst. <laughs> Just Tamika Catchings if she was a tennis player. <laughs> the best part is if we blew up the picture and put it on the hood of a car after like five years' time when the sun kind of bleaches it and you just kind of see just like a slight image of two people, but we still know is Bob and Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kyle, I have a question. Yeah. Do we not need the list of our favorite NBA players? 
No. All right, cool. Because <laughs> I made it, but I left out some teams because, like, I don't have one. <laughs> I did that work today, though. We could still do that rapid fire real quick. I could do it off the top of my head. We we can run through because Kyle might like some of my names. We'll save it for the end. We'll see if we have time. Um. All right. So, what time do we start? Eight fifteen. Uh, we started at eight. Let's see. Kendall got online at eight thirty. It was eight fifteen. You know, no one really cares. You know what I'm saying? We'll just call it eight thirty. Everybody's home, so who cares? Um, yeah, Kendall, you live at Peter's house now. I don't care. I live ten minutes away. We we can go all night. <laughs> Watch yourself. All right. So when, while we're in the dog? first hour, let's let's say we started at eight thirty, just to kind of give us a round out. So, Matt, why don't you lead us through the uh, NFL All Decade Team? We'll do both those segments in the the first hour, so we can do our draft in the second. All right. So. For the NFL All-Decades offense, uh, quarterbacks uh, were Tom Brady Massey. and Massey. Massey. I love you. The fans, they love you. The people else on this podcast, they feel indifferent about your existence. Well, we, need, we need some pep, man. We need you to put some energy in your voice. I you have know, no like, energy. Come on, we'll make some energy. Stick a finger in your butthole while you read the list. No. I, I could probably get behind that. But yeah. you didn't even think about it. <laughs> I thought about it for a second. I think you owe it to this show to at least put your finger in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I got in the car, I knew that I was tired. I put 23 hand warmers down, sat on them bare ass, and then put a pint of Ben and Jerry's on my crotch. <laughs> That doesn't seem like the most intelligent thing to do. You didn't even no, know. You didn't even think about it. Yeah, it's yeah, Terry Garcia. That was on my bad, but whatever. Well, Terry Garcia. Melvin, get up here. Did you just say tell Terry Garcia is bad? I don't like Terry. Get at me, homeboy. I'm going to go ahead and hang up the call now. No, don't do that because that fucks everybody else up. <laughs> Wait, you're right. I can just kick Kyle out. Hold on. No, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, because then I'm not going to get back in. <laughs> all right, let's do the NFL All-Decade team. Go! All right, so quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady was a unanimous selection. Wide receivers, yeah. Antonio Brown. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're going to talk position, let's talk position by position. All right. All right, so does anyone sure. have any gripes? Does anybody think that there should be a different person on this list besides Aaron Rodgers? Uh, No. So, so they're going 2010 to 2020, or 2019, right? Yes. Yeah. Listen, it should be Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Mock, shoot yourself in the leg. <laughs> I guess... Russ has a gun upstairs, go do it. Well, so here's my question. And so I try to say this just to spark conversation, not to sound like a biased asshole, but, like... So I understand Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl appearance and one Super Bowl win, but I feel like Drew Brees should be in the conversation. Yeah, guy's pretty much led in yards forever. I also feel like Russell Wilson should be in conversation. Paul, I was hoping so hard you were going to go Jay Cutler. That was going <laughs> to make my whole night. 
No, Jay Cutler is the Dosaki Smith. If you guys look, here's the thing: if you guys don't follow Jay Cutler on Instagram, you I, owe it to yourself. I was gearing up to hear Jay Cutler, and it was so anti-Instagram. His, hand, his Instagram handle is if Jay had an Instagram, and his quarantine posts have been all about him sitting with this dressed-up volleyball that's got like a different name on it called like Birdo or something, and like it's just constant things where it's like like day whatever of quarantine daiquiris. Tastes great, but Berta can't swim. <laughs> That's awesome. The guy is a legend. I love him. <laughs> I'm give him a follow right know. now. I, just, I feel like I agree. I mean, I, I agree with is, you. Paul. Like, they didn't put any like at least the list I saw. They didn't put any like honorable mentions or anything like that. And like, so I kind of like wish that they had put some descriptors into like why why Aaron Rodgers like Brady no doubt guaranteed I mean the guy went to pretty much a Super Bowl every year but I don't know I just feel, I mean like Wilson so, was drafted in 2013 um uh, I think we need a, a massive it was check. This, it was the same year as Andrew Luck so 12 yeah. So you're talking about eight years. So he played the majority of the decade, and he he was an instant starter. He's been in MVP discussions for six of those eight years, and he went to two Super Bowls. I mean, I listen. I'm I'm in with I you. I feel like that. Um, I've in in my okay. So I think Aaron Rodgers is very deserving of being in the discussion. I personally think it should be Russell Wilson over Aaron Rodgers. I think it should go Wilson Rodgers Breeze. Only off the fact of yes, Breeze put up a lot of accolades stat wise, but never made it to the big dance in the decade. Rogers did make it to the dance and is always at the top stat wise. But Wilson's also at the top every year and has made it to the dance twice, back to back years. Right? It's just very funny that yes, back to back years. It's just very funny that he still never received a single MVP vote. I know. Yeah, too, and I think for me, like let's say if if. Seattle end up winning that Super Bowl. I think it wouldn't even be a conversation about Rodgers. I think Russell Wilson would have been the second guy. Like no, yeah. bar none. In I mean, my I, opinion, I think yes. I think a big I think a big knock on Russell Wilson for the, this spot is just that is the, the the two years he didn't play in the decade. But when we get to like wide receiver, that that's where I don't think it makes sense. I, I think Russell Wilson should make it over Aaron Rodgers. Does anybody else have any discrepancies? I, I'm not. I don't disagree. I mean, I could see the argument for both sides. Um, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I would. I would Wilson over Rogers. I hate the Seahawks to Rogers over Wilson. Fair. I would vote uh, no. Russell Wilson over Rogers. Also, Carson Palmer. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll think about does it. Manning not get, does Manning not get any nod? When did he finally crash and burn? Who? No. 2015, he, he retired, so. Uh, all right, so yeah, no. I mean, he did make it to two Super Bowls in the decade, but. Yeah, still, though. But you got to – I mean, he made it to two Super Bowls. But he really – and he had that one, like, blow-up season. Well, no, I mean, and, he still played well the, the first year in Denver. 
No, he did. He did. But I'm saying like that. He had that big, you know, the big giant year when they lost to the Seahawks. And then after it was kind of like a rapid decline. Yeah, he, you know, kind of faded very quickly. All right, let's move on to the RBs. Nope, moving on to the WRs. Oh, not the RBs. Don't worry, Paul. In any other circumstance, that was exactly how the list would go, but this one, for whatever reason, did not do that. Yeah, running backs are like last. (laughs) Uh, Wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, and Julio Jones. Anybody here who doesn't deserve to be here? Calvin Johnson. That's kind of where I'm going, too. So when did Calvin Johnson retire? Like 2013. Did he retire that late? I just looked it up because I saw it when you posted the thing. I had to look at 2015 was his last season. So this. Does so who are you gonna put in front of him? I mean, it, it, I'd put. Oh, hold on, because I had a name, but now I think I'm gonna say the wrong name. Hold on. He's <laughs> gonna say like like Rod Stewart, <laughs> Eric Weems. <laughs> oh God. Alshon Jeffrey. So the problem is that Calvin Greg Johnson thing, it kind of falls in that Peyton Manning thing. Like he played five years of the decade. Well, see, but. it's funny because I was thinking about you saying that, right, Kendall? So mm-hmm. it is pretty much like it is pretty much like the Peyton Manning thing because I mean, in this decade, he put up eleven hundred yards, and then he had sixteen hundred yards, and then nineteen hundred yards, and then really started to decline after that. I mean, he still he still did over a thousand yards the rest of the seasons, but from Calvin Johnson's standpoint, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to, be like to go against, from 1900 yeah. to a thousand, you know. And you know what's crazy? Can, can I just explain to you something I think is absolutely insane? Sure. The year 2012, when he had 1900 receiving yards and 122 receptions, he had three fumbles and only caught five touchdowns. Wow. Wow. I didn't know. That. I thought it was a big year all around. The year before that, sixteen hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns. <laughs> Interesting. Super consistent. And what's crazy, I mean, if, and what's even, well, hold on. You yeah. know what's crazier though? Sixteen touchdowns was not enough to hold the record that year. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. I'd be curious to know what, um, like, Emmanuel Sanders' stats uh, are. Just because he's a guy who's been fairly consistent. I know he never had, like, big, big years, but always was a producer and played the majority of the decade. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of names. I mean, so Demarius more, Thomas was very good. Yeah, but, For like, four years. He fell off very quickly. Yeah. But, I mean, he had five straight seasons over a thousand yards, 1,400, 1,600, 1,300. Yes, but Demarius Thomas played eight years in this. It's all decade. So you're looking at 2010 to 2019. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. Didn't retire because of playing ability. Who? Calvin. He retired. I mean, because he hated the Lions and he was always hurt. Well, the Lions kept fucking him around. Paul, what's your oh my god? Oh, LaShawn McCoy held it with 20 touchdowns. I'm just looking at the, the 2015 season. You ready for this? Players of the week. The fir- or players of the month. 
In September, you know who the AFC Player of the Month was? Who? Brian Fitzpatrick. <laughs> and you know who the defensive player was for the AFC? Who? Dequell Jackson. Oh, that's a good name. Who? He played for the Bucks. Follow, follow that up by the October with Arian Foster and Lamar Woodley. Wow. wow. Woodley was good for like three years. What a fucking difference five years makes. But as, as, as far as Cal- – I, I wouldn't have Calvin on this list. I don't Would know. I'm looking at – I mean, Mox, here's the thing. I, I understand where you're coming from, but, I mean, I'm looking at it. There's... He, played, he played six years, and he accumulated, like, almost 9,000 yards. There's nobody else to put on this list over him. I think they nailed it perfectly with the receivers. The o- I, I think that Odell – would if he had been consistent every year and like hadn't gotten hurt and hadn't had a down year in Cleveland last year, if he had stayed consistent in the form that we saw him in his rookie year and the year after all the way through, I think it would have been Odell over. I, I mean, I'm looking at Hopkins. No, I don't think so. I mean, you look at it alone. I mean, I'm looking, I mean, right here you have. I'm just going to do some rounding math. 1,100, 1,600, so now that's 27. 19 is 36, 46. 14 is 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 yards and uh, 40 touchdowns. Hopkins had 8,600 yards and 54 touchdowns. And, I mean, for how many years played with no quarterback? I mean, yeah, but see, here's the thing. I don't, I, I don't buy into the not having a quarterback thing because when you're as good as somebody as DeAndre Hopkins is, like the quarter, like, it doesn't matter who's throwing the football. Well, the problem too, Mark, is Larry Fitzgerald just proves that argument right there. Because Fitzgerald has had like garbage men yes. throwing him the ball. But and that that's not, and he's on the list, and he should be. But Calvin played five years again. It's all just this decade. Well, six right, years. I understand. Six years. It, it's just this decade. I think if you look in the, just that decade, I don't, I don't think he should be on the list. I'd be curious well, to so, know. Oh, go ahead, Paul. Well, what would you say DeAndre Hopkins' stats were? He had 8,602 8, yards with 54 touchdowns. All right, so Calvin has around eight thousand. That's that's ballparking. I didn't do like actual yeah. av- like math, and then touchdowns just 12, 24, 24 and sixteen is thirty, thirty nine, forty seven, fifty five. So how long has Hopkins been in the league? Since twenty thirteen. So you're talking. So I mean, Calvin did the same amount of damage in the, in one less year. And that's with only, and that's that's only playing thirteen and fourteen games in two of those seasons. It's true, Hopkins is almost never injured. I mean, two thousand fourteen, Calvin Johnson only played thirteen games and still put up eleven hundred yards and eight touchdowns. And the year before, all right, fine. And the year before, the Calvin. year before that, he played fourteen games and put up fifteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. I mean, Calvin Calvin Johnson could have been the best that's ever played, but injuries riddled him and. Much like the other stars that have played in the silver and blue, got frustrated from a really shitty team. Mark, why do you hate him so much? It's not that I hate him, but 
again, it feels that way. We're we're looking at him just this decade. I, I don't think he should he's be. Not a Hall of I don't think he played long enough. You don't think Terrell Davis was a Hall of Famer? It, it's a five-year difference between a nine. Big difference. He didn't play long enough. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis didn't have the numbers. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Well, that'll be pretty fucked up if Calvin didn't get in then, right? <laughs> I mean, so I, I understand where you're coming from, Mock. I just don't think there's been anybody. The closest person would be DeAndre Hopkins, who put up they put up pretty similar stats. Calvin Johnson having one less year to do it. Nobody else has been even remotely like close to dominant for that amount of time throughout the decade. I mean, you think of big name receivers. I mean, like AJ Green. You know, I mean, sure, you can throw his name in the discussion, but no. I mean. The, the other guy I would look at is Demarius Thomas. No. He had, like, two good years. That's not true. So, from 2012 to 2016, 1,434, 1,430, 1,630, 1,619, 1,304, and then just over 1,000. But that's only four years of good. Hold on. But then in 2017, he was just under 1,000, and then they, they traded him in this and that. But again, from 2010 to 2019, he had 9,700 yards and 63 touchdowns. So, I mean, he, he was very effective this decade. But so was Calvin. Demarius also I won a Super Bowl. This, uh, so what? I think I can make this. That's not uh, That often can win a Super Bowl. I think I can effectively end this. Who would you rather have on your team this decade? Calvin Johnson or Demarius Thomas? Calvin Johnson, because Demarius Thomas started to fall apart after Peyton Manning left. When when did Peyton leave? What year was it? After 2015. So, in 2016, Demarius Thomas was a pro bowler. Yep, and then the year after that. Yeah, but Marquise Pouch was a pro bowler this year, and he sucked. I mean, the, even the the year after he finished just under a thousand yards with five. Yeah, touchdowns. but the year, yeah, but the year after Peyton Manning left too, Demarius Thomas became the only option on the team because Eric Decker left. They still had Sanders, but Sanders wasn't the the formidable weapon that he what became after Thomas left. Sanders wasn't the impact player for Denver that he became after Thomas left. He wasn't this. He wasn't. I mean, he was still good. Don't get me wrong, but he. I mean, he he became a stud receiver after when he became the limelight guy. I don't. Know, I, I see where you're coming from, Mock. I I just think at the end of the day, anybody's taking Johnson from this decade. Over. I mean, my other thing too is is I guess if you if you break it down into averages, you know, I mean, you look at that too, like. So Demarius Thomas put up whatever stats, Hopkins put up whatever stats, and Johnson put up whatever stats. What do those equate to in you know yards and touchdowns per season? Sanders was better with Thomas there. When Thomas left, his numbers declined too. All right, I still go Calvin Johnson. No, that's fine. I'm just. Robert Manning left. All their numbers declined. You do have a very big vendetta against Calvin Johnson. 
I, I just. I have. I think he was good. I, I know, but I feel like I feel like every time we talk about Calvin Johnson, you have this like notion about you that he's like this overrated receiver. Because I I think he could have been, but he was always hurt, and then he he quit early. I mean, he but he wasn't really always hurt. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like like I don't understand where that notion comes from. Like he got banged up, and I think that he chose to retire because. I think he was loyal to Detroit and didn't want to leave, but the team was going nowhere fast, and he didn't want to risk further injury. But, I mean, in 2007, he missed one game, and that was his rookie year, so I doubt it was even due to injury. 2008, he played all 16. 09, he played 15. 10, he played 15. 11 and 12, he played 16. Then he missed two games in 2013, three games in 2014, and he played the full season in 2015 when he retired. But but you gotta look. I mean, I know don't don't do it now. But you'd have to look at game logs, because he he played in games, but he didn't really play. But still, I mean, but even more so. I mean, okay, so like in two thousand fourteen, when he had thirteen games. I mean, even if he played in, so let's say he played in eleven, he didn't really play in two of them because of injury. He still put up a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. So if he has two games, if he has two games where only put up forty yards in those two games because of getting taken out due to injury, that just makes a thousand yards that much more impressive over eleven games. Then what's Odell Beckham's excuse? What do you, What do you mean, Kyle? Well, okay, so Calvin Johnson was always hurt, right? You look at his game logs. Look at Odell Beckham's game logs. Uh, he was hurt a lot. He didn't play. Kyle, no, there's, there's no at, difference. At, but at, at what point did I say that no, Odell I'm was ex- better? You're, why are you making this because argument? Because we're talking about the, basically a guy that's probably closer than Demarius Thomas was at replacing him. I don't know about that. No, because Demarius Thomas probably no, really didn't get any thought, more than likely. Because he he benefited from Peyton Manning. You can see the big drop-off right after he left. But as Mark just showed, it wasn't a big drop off right after. It, it wasn't that. It wasn't. We literally we just talked about the Kyle. Yeah, I get that, but he still fell off. He had one good year and then he fell off. Kyle, he did not have one good year. That, that's what I'm saying. He he was a three time a Pro Bowler three years in a row. All right. So the, the point I think the point that Kyle I think the point that Kyle's trying to make is that. While Demarius Thomas put up impressive numbers throughout the entire decade, as a course of a decade, he did it over four-ish years, and then he he, kind of blew up with Peyton Manning's explosive offense. He rode that. He had a good year after Peyton Manning. Then he had a very average year after that in 2016, and then fell off hard. He wasn't dominant. Like, I mean, Calvin Johnson might have only played six of ten years, but he was dominant in all six years. And I know, because I had to be a in fantasy, and he fucked me every time. Kyle, if you had him from 2012 to 2017, that's wrong. Yeah, no, well, see, it's not crazy. wrong, though, because if you go look at the game logs, Demarius Thomas was just like Eric. Demarius Thomas had games where he put up 187 yards and three touchdowns and then had four catches for, like, 22 yards the next game. He's Amari Cooper. Demarius, Demarius Thomas had a lot during that Peyton Manning stretch. 
there were a lot of games where De- it was Demarius Thomas or Eric Decker. One of the two went off, but they never, like, almost never did both of them go off. Because remember when Eric Decker had, like, that four-touchdown game for, like, 280 yards? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the week before that, he had, like, two receptions for, like, 15 yards. And Demarius probably went off for, like, seven receptions for, like, a buck 60 and three touchdowns. That was also when they had Wes Wilker. That's true. All right, let's move on. Let's wrap up the offense before the break. All right. Up next is tight ends, Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that's I, fine. Um, I don't know. Who would you put over Kelsey? I'm thinking. Does anybody else have anything to say? About I I can't think of anybody. The only person that would be would be Gates, but he fell off quick. Yeah, it's, off it's quick, tough. Right? He slowed down. I think Kelsey kind of just well, has the so, nod. All right, so can somebody pull up? Somebody else pull up Travis Kelsey's stats for the decade. Give me a second. I mean, the, the common conversation now, it's kind of like, it's is it the Kelsey, Ertz, or um, uh, San Francisco, I can't the Kittle show. But I think Kelsey kind of was like the first guy to be the explosive right, one. So, decade, he's played since 2013. Uh, 13 doesn't seven. really count. <laughs> yeah. 2014. Um, let's see. Played in 96 games. Uh, has 500 or 507 receptions for 6,400 yards, uh, 37 touchdowns, and a catch rating of 70.9. Throwing out that catch rating stat. Then Kobe Fleener had (laughs) 47 (laughs) drop passes. And the one year he played with the Saints. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying Kelsey. Not for a minute. Okay, who do you got? Jason Witten. Seven thousand yards, didn't miss a single game, led all tight ends and catches throughout the entire decade. Yeah, that guy kind of slipped my mind. That's a good. That's a good Jason pick. Jason Witten gets a nod over Kelsey. The only reason, in my opinion, that Kelsey gets a nod is how explosive Kansas City's been the past three years. Yeah, I think, I, I think it comes down to too that Kelsey's like the flashier, right? And I, under, I understand that he's he's a that, flashier, yeah. but I mean, in, no, it should be Witten. In it this decade, Witten's right. had two thousand yard seasons. He's had and he's had two other seasons over eight hundred and fifty yards, two seven hundred plus seasons, two in the two in the five, and one in six seventy three. That's still a massive to seven thousand yards. He didn't miss a single game, and he had just going off here 94 receptions 79 110 73 64 77 69 63 63 and then touchdowns 9538533554 and that's missing a year keep that in mind keep that in mind he missed 2018 and still led all tight ends and receptions 
You know what they probably did? They probably put his commentary success in there. Well. <laughs> that factored in. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm just no, saying, no, though, no. like, keep keep that in mind. He led all tight ends no, in receptions. I, I agree with and you. And that's missing a year. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I also think statistical-wise, if you're going to go off statistics, Jimmy Graham's probably better than Travis Kelsey. Yeah, the, the problem is people, they, they they treat the NFL like the past two years are, like, the, the only thing that matters. Like, people, they're, they're, they only remember the past two seasons for anything. No, I, I understand. I, I know what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Like Travis Kelsey's had the recent success. They're coming off the Super Bowl win. He's a he's a pivotal part of the offense, without a doubt. I mean, there's no denying that at all. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham on, has only played this decade. He's got eight thousand yards and seventy four touchdowns. All with the Saints. No, not really. I mean, his, I'm just making. I'm just being funny. No, I know, but his three. I mean, just saying, his three years in Seattle, he accumulated almost two thousand yards and twenty touchdowns. Like, I mean, he definitely wasn't the Jimmy Graham that he was on the scene. He wasn't the twelve hundred yards and sixteen touchdowns he had in two thousand thirteen, without a doubt. But I mean, statistical wise, I mean, Jimmy Graham, I think, is ahead of Travis Kelsey. And another one that I think people slept on too is Greg Olson. Yeah, he got hurt too much. Yeah, but let's, I mean, just for shits and giggles, we'll just look at because we're not really going to sit here and, and just dissect offensive lines, so we have a little bit of <laughs> Well, now you just wait a damn minute. Yeah. I'll tell you I why mean, Jordy Evans doesn't belong. So, let's see. What's the funny game? Let's call I it know. four. <laughs> four and six is 1,600. So, I mean, Greg Olson had about 7,000 yards. And he lacked in the touchdowns. He was more of a 45, 45 to 50 touchdown guy. But, I mean, and but that's still, again, that's with, play, that's with having two seasons where he missed half the season. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt. Like, he... it, it's Jason Witten without a doubt um, in my mind. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I agree. I actually think that if – I think if they were – if we were to do this – if we were to redo this, I think that Jason Witten would be the one over Gronkowski. Really? Over yeah. Gronk? Yep. I don't know. I'm taking Gronk over Kelsey any day. I'm not talking Kelsey. We're talking about Witten. I said Witten. Oh. Well, so if we were to redo this, who would your two tight ends be? Witten and Witten won Kelsey or uh, Witten won Gronkowski. So. Okay, sorry, misunderstood what you were saying. Because here's the, in in this decade, Witten and Gronkowski played the same amount of seasons because Gronkowski didn't play in 2019 and Witten didn't play in 2018. Gronkowski has 800 more receiving yards, obviously significantly more touchdowns but not even close in receptions. And not even close in games played. Well, that's no question. Had back surgery every other day. I mean, keep that in mind, too. Jason Witten didn't miss... I mean, he, he, he didn't miss a game all decade, other than the season he had retired. But, like, he never missed a game due to injury. He thought about it. <laughs> No, I don't think he did. He's one of those guys. I don't think he did. 
All right, Matt, just, just go ahead and read the offensive lineman. All right, for tackles. Discrepancy. Okay. <laughs> David DeCastro deserved to be all of them. Nah, fuck that guy. That's right. So there's Jason Peters, Tyron Smith, Joe Staley, and Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas was a unanimous yeah. vote. He's also the first offensive lineman ever, apparently. I don't I don't have any discrepancies with that at all. No. Really. I, nope. mean, I mean there's other guys that I could probably think of that deserve to be mentioned, but those guys, I mean, you, you hear about them all the time. Uh, guards, you had Jerry Evans, Logan Minkins, Zach Martin, and Marshall Yanni, who was also unanimous. Yep. Centers, you had Alex Mack and Marquise Pouncey. Yep. Running backs, this was the fun one. Frank I'd like, to throw, I'd like to throw an honorable mention out there. For who? Um, for the uh, tackle position. Just not not deserves okay. to be on it, but just honorable mention. I believe that Doug Free's name should have been thrown around a little bit. That was a beast. Andrew Whitworth's name should have been out there too. No. He's seventy five, so <laughs> for which decade? <laughs> Both. All right, running backs. Uh, running backs: Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, Lashawn McCoy, and Adrian Peterson as a unanimous vote. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, without a doubt. Yeah. Guy beat his kid and still fucking rushed for almost two thousand over 2,000 yards. <laughs> Not sure what correlation there is, but it happened. He missed 10. I'm, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I don't have any problem with it. I, I, think, I think there was a lot of what-ifs in there. I think had Matt Forte played longer, he'd have been in it. I think had DeMarco Murray continued dominance that he had, would have been in it. Jamal Charles not been injured, be in it. Le'Veon Bell not be an idiot, be in it. Aaron Foster. Mark Ingram playing a run-first offense, in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Mark Ingram, if Mark Ingram played in a run-first offense, I think Mark Ingram could have been number two. I think Mark Ingram is one of the most talented running backs that's played the, fo- played the game of football in our lifetime. I think he's got a great IQ. He's a Heisman winner. Um... The guy, I, I think that he's great. Um, so, so Paul, not to interrupt you, but when you were saying Heisman winner, it kind of cut out, and it sounded like you said Hot Man winner. <laughs> no, I said I said Hyman winner. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, because of that, like I said, Demarco Murray didn't have the a, a long tenured amount of dominance. Matt Forte, I think, if he had played longer in the decade, would have had it. Um, Matt, Matt Forte is probably the is probably the cusp guy, but Marshawn Lynch was just so dominant. Frank Gore continues to defy time. Lashawn McCoy, for the most part of the decade, was very very good, and Adrian Peterson was just God. unstoppable. I mean, McCoy was was good until like just what this past year. Well, he sucked last year in Buffalo. He was injured though. Don't forget, he was a chief last year, too, Kyle. No, I know. He won World Series. Well, he won the football World Series. LaShawn McCoy, McCoy too. You know, this decade, LaShawn McCoy uh, has more yards than anybody else. You know, LaShawn McCoy was actually in the same game that Chris Massey went to. He had had almost 14,000 yards from scrimmage this decade. 
He also killed it in the snow game against the Lions. Yeah, that was a good game. All right, next position. Flex. Darren Sproles. I don't understand this flex thing. Is this fantasy football? It's, I, guess. I think they use it for players that are like kind of running backs, but like return guys. Antonio Brown. It is weird that they decided to put flex instead of just returner because traditionally, like early on, like you're kind of like a kick returner slash punt returner. It's like very. They, they have a special teams thing. Then why bother having just, a flex? <laughs> So I think the flex is meant to be that Swiss Army knife guy. Yeah. So well, that's the case. Then it's okay. I mean, I agree. I mean, he was amazing. I just am yeah. I mean, baffled. just because they, I, I feel like they had to put it in because Darren Sproles put up impressive numbers, but like not enough to be a top running back. So they were just like, well, how do we get him in there? <laughs> <laughs> we need a word. So, I mean, yeah, for the sake of participation trophies, Darren Sproles. <laughs> Did he retire yet? Yeah. I think he did last year. Did he? He was only 46 years old. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's go to break. We're going to do this a little unconventional style. We are going to break from this. We are going to come back in the second hour and do our Mike Mock Draft 2.0. And then when we come back in the third hour, we will recap on the defensive side of the all-decade team as well as do the uh, um, random draw bag for the next round of a sports movies bracket. Sounds good. All right, so All right. we'll be back on the other side of the break. Live on we'll back in a flash. Sports with Drunk on the EPN Radio Network. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome to getting sports with well, drunk. I don't. I sorry, think, I don't think Mass is here. Well, maybe. Well, he's not. yeah, Kendall, Mass didn't unmute me, so hey. I didn't realize I was still muted. That's okay. No problem. <laughs> Welcome back to getting sports with drunk live on the PPRN Radio Network. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by two people. One person and is Mal- not there, and I don't know where Mock is, but Mass isn't here. Mock's not here, but two handsome gentlemen named Kendall and Kyle are here. Hey, you're pretty good yourself, there, guy. Melvin's here. Oh, hi, Melvin. Where is he? Show Say me. hi to Melvin. Hi, Melvin. Hi, Melvin. Show, show me Melvin, Kyle. You're not leaving, bro. Julek, I saw you on the podcast. I saw you on the podcast. Hey, look at that. Oh, <laughs> it went away. I don't know why Chris is keeps <laughs> showing up. Yeah, Chris, like, the way the camera works is, like, if you start talking, it'll switch to you. Chris could be in, like, the parking lot, and the, it'll automatically switch back to him to an empty room. It is, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. So, Chris, you never responded. Well, are, we in, are we in on that tandem ride bicycle Blumpy's date? I just texted. I said, yeah, I'm in. All right. Kendall loves Blumpy's. I've never actually had Blumpy's. That is the worst sandwich chain to ever exist. Hey, did you hear that place in Wallingford shut down? Which place? Gigantes. The one across Gigantes. from uh, yeah, I just Rebecca just told me like a day ago. We were crying about it with my work friends. I mean, it was good. I, I, it's sad, but I mean, I think there's better delis. 
in New Orleans. Oh yeah, uh, the, um, the place up, the place up by, um, um, fucking, uh, what's the name of that field that you guys play at that doesn't have an outfield, outfield fence? Oh, it, um, Doolittle. Doolittle. Yeah, what's the place up above Doolittle? There, over the bridge. There's... Vinny's. The roast beef place. Yeah, Vinny's. I mean, that place yeah, is incredible. Vinny's, I think Vinny's might be the best deli in Wallingford. And probably the weirdest social media team. Facts. Is Mock back yet or no? I don't know. He's probably taking a long, long stool. Yeah, I don't know on that one. Alright, well, um... I don't really know what to do. I don't want to, like, dive into this mock draft without him because he's got the second pick. And, uh, I'm pretty third. sure Massey... No, third pick. I'm pretty... But I'm pretty sure Massey and Kyle know what they're doing at one and two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure about all my picks except hot fries. Except for who? Are you eating my hot fries? I am. Dude! Dude, they've been in the bag for like three months. I don't care if they've been in the bag for 30 years. They don't go stale. <laughs> They're Tabasco-dusted styrofoam. <laughs> hey, you know what I didn't know? They make hickory barbecue fries. What? Do they really? Yeah, they that. make barbecue ones. They make hickory barbecue ones. Well, and I was like, oh. Yeah. oh, guess what else I found? Mass. I mean, granted, everybody else at the table oh, has been known to enjoy these. Matt, guess what I found the other day online? What'd you find? Peanut butter and jelly sunflower seeds. Oh, God. What? Yeah. Kyle, can you stop making so much goddamn noise? Now you know how we feel. Alright. <laughs> you know the that, that comeback, like, it's funny, but like we all make noise at some point that's like just unbearable. So here, while we're waiting for Mock, is is Kyle unmuted now? No. Could you? <laughs> He's on timeout. I'm back. Oh, Mock's back. All right, never mind. All right, Kyle's back to mute. All right, let's uh let's dive into the Mock draft thing because this will take the longest, so we'll do that. All right. Um. All right. So well, for those of you listening in. This is yeah. the exact same thing we did last week. We just changed up the order. Yeah, well, we're well, going to do it again next week, too. Because there's not a whole yeah. lot else to talk about. Hope you guys like mock drafts. Mike mock drafts. Are we, are so, we, are um, we back live? Mock sheet, oh, we're drafts. back. Yeah, yeah, we're live, Mock. Oh, cool, 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 cool. I didn't know how long you were going to be gone. Sorry. I thought you no, no, that's like, fine. No no problem. I thought you were just stepping out to, like, it's the grundle or something. No, I had to bring the dogs out. Who let the dogs is that, out? Is that mock, slang mock, for mock, ripping mock. out the dick? Pretty much. Nice. So uh, we're going to step into the Mike Mock Draft 2.0, Getting Sports with Drunk Edition. Um, we're going to change back, things bitch. up. We're going to change things up a little bit on this one. So what we're going to do is trades are still allowed, but group vote can decline the trade. So obviously, if I say me as a GM is issuing Kyle a trade and Kyle wants to accept it. All we need is one of the other three members of the podcast to agree to the trade. Obviously, guys, don't like veto it just to be dicks. If it's if it's a fair trade, you know, you do what you got to do. Don't think of it in terms of being a GM. Just think of it as in terms of not not letting Kendall just accept any trade possible. Um, I'm not trading it all this round. 
<laughs> and then next week when we do our next week when we do the 3.0 one, we're gonna do no trades. So, you guys ready? Oh, I'm ready. Oh wait, hold yeah. on, I gotta get the the thing ready. Kendall, can you find a different sound for today? Yeah, stop muting me. Um, let me see. I mean, I could go on YouTube and find something. I think that, you know, if we're just going to do mock drafts every week, you should have a fresh new... Oh, do, do you guys like this? Can you do Saved by the Bell thing? What, the, the theme song to the Saved bell? by the Bell? No, like the, the just the bell. <laughs> yeah, cool bell. yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> that's going to get old yeah. real fast. You like that one? That one's like annoying. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time I hear that, I don't. You know what I think of? I think of doing the wall grinds in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two with the school setting. What? A, that, that is funny. <laughs> um, I vote. I vote that you find a, a an audio clip for a zipper. Uh, right. Well, how about this? Shout out to a uh, friend of the show, Uncle Bob. Uh, I'm brutal. Or a very blunt person, unfortunately. <laughs> Thirty-two <laughs> rounds of that. <laughs> I'm not listening to that 33 times. I'll, I'll find a quick YouTube thing. We we should have Kyle record some sounds one of these nights. Oh. Actually, Kyle, every time the pick's in, you should just go, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Kyle, will you Kendall, do that you every get time? That sound bite. We'll have to dig that yeah, out. Yeah, I can do it. All right. So just, the... just a random Kyle noise for when the pick is in. Oh. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, so the 2020 Getting Sports with Drunk 2.0 mock draft is officially underway. Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Ring, ring. Hello. Hi, I'm the Miami Dolphins. Hi, Miami Dolphins. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. How's the weather? Uh, you know, Corona. Nothing yours. Gotcha. What's up? I'd like to offer you the number five, the number eighteen, both our second round picks this year, and a first round pick of from. Our first round pick from the Houston Texans next year for the number one. Can I ask a question? Yep. Yeah. Why did they have a pick from the Texans next because year? Because they traded for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, they raped they raped the Texans for Tunsil. Don't they have three first rounders this year? Yeah, yeah. they have. And yeah. Then, yeah. They so got two for the, him. One from the Texans. One from. The, yeah. yeah. They got two first round picks for him. Oh, I didn't know that. And then one mm. for Mick Fitzpatrick. I know so, that. I, I didn't know they so got I two wanna, first rounders. I want to give you the five, the 18, both my second round picks this year, and then the Texans pick next year in the first round to move up to the one. Bum, bum, bum. I would do that. Gonna accept your offer. All right. Anybody veto it? No, I think that's. Nope. I mean, that's a that's nah. a good trade. All right, the pick is right, in. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With the first pick in the NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins select quarterback Joe Burrow out of <laughs> LSU. <laughs> That was going to be the draft noise, but it took too long. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Washington Redskins are on the clock. The pick is in. Yeah! 
The Washington Redskins select defensive end Chase Young out of the Ohio State University. Waste pick. Yeah, I don't understand it. Iowa totally declared the the way before anybody else. The Iowa State. <laughs> the Detroit Lions are on the clock. Just want to make sure I say this guy's name right. So pronounced Okuda. Uh, Kyle, do you do the honors? I don't know. Is the pick in? Yeah. I need to hear you say it. Kyle, the pick is in. Yeah! The Detroit Lions select from the Ohio State cornerback, Jeff Akuda. Akuda. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I kind of like, like that pronunciation better. I like it a lot more. Akuda forever! Akuda for life! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright, the New York Giants are on the clock. The pick is in. Yar! <laughs> you know, it's funny. It almost sounds like fake. Like he somehow recorded it. Like, I don't know how he does it. Yeah! <laughs> Alright, the New York Giants nice. select... Offensive tackle, Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. Boo. Hey. That's exactly what's going to happen, though, Mark. I know. Listen, it's not sexy, but come on. It's, but you know it. All right. Come on. That was a good one. Second. Oh, I just got it. Good job, Kyle. This article. <laughs> I, I just didn't make the connection. <laughs> So, so while the, are, is the pick in for the Bengals, or are you just pondering for a moment? Because I have I'm a funny thing I want to read. So, so I just came across this thing on Twitter. I logged onto the show's Twitter real quick, and someone posted a thing. It says, uh, "If your significant other is an essential employee still working, please remember to be patient with them." I haven't heard from my girlfriend in six days. She's been working twenty-four hour shifts with her manager, Giovanni, at mattress firm. It's fine. <laughs> Let them do their job. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm gonna go ahead and give that a retweet. Bengals are on the clock. I'm gonna say I hope I bought the Bengals yep. enough time. The Bengals are debating. The Bengals are not happy. And why'd you make a trade? <laughs> because he thought that the Giants were going to take Simmons. You know what? Well, Kyle. I'm going to call you up. Okay. Call me up then. I'm the Carolina Panthers, buddy. Hello, how What's you up, doing? What's up, my guy? It's a one-way conversation. How's the weather down there? Uh, probably better than yours. Probably. What's going on? So I'm willing to trade, I'm willing to swap picks with you. And give you a second and third in this year's draft. Uh oh. I'm looking I'm looking at the draft order. Yeah, I'm the eighth pick, my guy. Seventh pick. Yeah, I know. But you need a quarterback instead of the Chargers. I think I'm gonna turn you. No, the Panthers have Teddy Bridgewater. Ah, you raise a fair point. But the Chargers need a quarterback. Yeah, so yeah, Andrew Thomas it is. One. You don't have to agree to my trade, my guy. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass, and then I'm going to do the stupid decision. Perfect. 
the Bengals will be folding as a franchise. <laughs> with Our... the with the fifth pick in the NFL draft, the Bengals select Marvin Lewis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine. All right, the pick in. He's in. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fucking get over it. Uh, I gotta tell you, there's nothing more depressing than laughing hysterically at a grown man making a sound while drinking a beer alone in your car and driving. <laughs> That's talk called living in the U.S. of A, baby. No, it's called being Vito Russo, baby. Ooh, orchard, orchard, orchard. You had an apple orchard? <laughs> there is an orchard down the street. I might visit. With. You should go check out the uh, Granny Smiths. Hey, real quick, I know the pick is in, but so I keep getting distracted, so... Obviously, the listeners don't know, and Matthew doesn't know because he's never been here, but you guys are familiar in the driveway how there's a shed? Yeah, off to the left. Yeah. All right, so the TV in the living room is so bright that it's shining through the window <laughs> onto the shed, and it ke- every time a commercial happens, it looks like someone's pulling in the driveway. I turn my head to the left about 90 times a minute. <laughs> All right, the pick is in? Pick is in. Put it on the noise. Dude, one more pick, man. He said the pick is in. Yeah. (laughs) So weak. With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback, Alabama. Wow. Nobody saw it coming. I debated for a minute. I wrote down two tags in my book. All right. Los Angeles Chargers are on the clock. I wrote down in my draft notes, sounds like catfish victim. (laughs) What? (laughs) Hi, I'm Neve. You know, the whole Samoan thing. Jesus Christ. He had nothing to do with it. He's not Samoan. All right. He could have been. Is the pick in? The pick is in. Yeah! All right. (laughs) Every time. It's going to be funny every time. (laughs) With the panic pick from the San Diego or from the Los Angeles Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers slugged with the sixth overall pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, Justin Herbert, Oregon. Dude, uh, it's Hubert. I don't think it's a panic pick. Then. <laughs> Justin Hubert. I'm not picking I what need... I think is smart. I think I'm picking what the Chargers are going to do, and they're going to panic. Hey, hey, the pick is in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any offers. The Carolina Panthers select linebacker Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. What a fucking steal that was there, buddy. Good replacement for Keekly. I'd like to make an offer. Suck my anus. (laughs) Arizona Cardinals on the clock. Uh, Hold on one sec, Arizona. Okay. (laughs) Do, 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 do. Do, do. My leg is sweating more than yours. <laughs> like how we hit that higher note. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Kai, I'd like to thank you too for giving me the 49ers again. I knew you would appreciate it. I gave Mock all this. <laughs> Kyle texts me. Kyle texts me all our teams, and then he texts me a few minutes later. He's like, "Yeah, sorry." <laughs> I'm gonna try to unload those picks again. Uh, how 
are we looking there, Riddler? Um, I'm gonna withdraw. No, no, no! You make me an offer. <laughs> he doesn't care what it is. All right. The problem is, is, I don't know which direction you're going. I know. I think I know what position you're picking. I just don't know which one. The pick is in. Yeah. The Arizona Cardinals select Mikai Beckton. Boo. I don't know. It's a great pick. From uh, one moment, Louisville. Uh, it's Louis Ville. I'm pretty sure it's Louis Vile. That's what I heard, also. Thank you, Kendall. Melvin's cute. Yes, he is. Back to the Jaguars he... on the clock. The pick is in. Yeah! You know, I kind of like watching Massey make these edits, like, on the fly. The Jacksonville Jaguars are selecting defensive tackle Derek Brown from Auburn. Hey, you picked him with the Panthers last week. Hey, listen, I like him. I got his jersey on the way. It's pending. Just says NFL right now. <laughs> Just, it's like that Rob Lowe hat. Yeah. <laughs> the Browns on the clock. The pick is in. Yeah. With the tenth selection in the twenty twenty NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select Jedrick Wills Jr., offensive lineman out of Alabama. Mm, Cleveland rocks. Cleveland sucks. Cleveland sucks. Browns. No, it's Cleveland sucks. Cleveland sucks. Cleveland sucks. Too high. Too high. <laughs> Paul and I made right. it like through the first You're season of Drew Perry Show. Block. This show is so good. Melvin. Can I tell you, I keep trying to scroll this mock draft board down and I forget that I can't. Yeah, so, uh, Mass, can you scroll down to the, like, make the Cleveland Browns the top pick? That's good enough. Good enough. Yeah, Jaguars on top. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... Ring a ding. Hello, this is the Jets. Uh, I'm San Francisco. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you may have heard of us. We were in the Super Bowl. No. I'd like to offer you a swap. A second next year and a fifth this year. But no Nespresso machine. Yeah, even Michael Scott has one of those. Yeah, come on. Just unlock my car with my beer. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, why not? I'll take that deal. I'll take a second out of that. Wow. Alright. Mass looking like me last time. <laughs> no, I'm thinking what the Speedo? can actually do in this situation. Is the trade approved by the league? Yeah, I don't veto that. It's a good trade. Yeah, I just feel bad for Mark last time. <laughs> like I, I couldn't couldn't give away that pick. Would anyone like to trade with me now? No, 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 no. That's that's all right. <laughs> pick flipper, pick flipper. <laughs> Kyle, the pick is in. Yeah. Hey, real quick, you should trade with Massey. 49ers. What? 
Like, real quick, you should swap with Massey with the, uh, for the 15th. <laughs> the 49ers select C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Yeah, that pick. Not because it's a bad pick, but because I don't want C.D. going to the 49ers. Las Vegas Raiders. The pick I'm is in. All right. Oh. Yeah. The Las Vegas Raiders select wide receiver Jerry Judy out of the Alabama. <laughs> fucking killing it in my mock draft right now. Uh, New York Jets on the clock. That's you. He hasn't been selected yet. Perfect. All right, the pick is in. Yes. Josh Donaldson. Ooh, nice. Third baseman out of the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go – the New York Jets are going to go ahead and select Kelvin Chasen, defensive end out of LSU. The Jets fans are booing. Yeah, they're pissed. Yeah. Well, they need a fucking receiver. That's all right. This is the kind of move they'll make, and you know how I know that? Look at their last fucking five years of drafting. Yeah, ever since that footlicker was gone. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the line. Any day there, Buccaneers. Listen, it's been three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Any day there, Buccaneers. The pick is in. Yeah! The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select offensive tackle Josh Jones from Houston. Reach. You know the thing, though, is here's the thing. I don't. I believe that offensive linemen are the one thing. I mean, like, obviously you can reach. But, like, if you draft, like, the 37th, if the offensive lineman is the 37th ranked prospect and you draft him at 15, I don't really think it's that much of a reach. Offensive linemen are super hard to find good ones. I- I'm just going to say that for all of Kendall's picks. Well, that's fair. <laughs> that guy's the king of the reach around. That's right. Oh, Mass, I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't pick him. Denver Broncos on the clock. Right, I guess I'm just going to take Josh Jones then. It's not like I said it. <laughs> what? What? Dallas, I'm listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make him an offer. Call me, you bastards. <laughs> what, what do you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you give me Amari Cooper, and I'll shoot Jerry Jones. All right, what if you just shoot him? But we uh, listen. You can have Cooper, but we'll keep his contract. All right, that's fine. I'll shoot him and I'll frame the Eagles. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the whole team. <laughs> All right, the pick is in. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> it was like you hiccuped halfway yeah, through. It was like a boomerang. The pick is in with the fifteenth pick in the twenty twenty NFL draft. The Denver Broncos select cornerback C.J. Henderson out of Florida. You know, that was really not cool. 
I told you I was listening. Kyle gets it. Yeah, it wasn't. Cool. I get it. <laughs> uh, very upset right now. Uh, Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. Yeah. yeah I don't pick. A, I don't pick again until like the thirtieth round. Now I traded away all my picks. <laughs> <laughs> Hal, I don't know why you're yawing. I didn't say the pick was in. I said they're on the clock. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to do it. You mm-hmm. fucking dickhead. Ooh. Shot. Holler. Holler, holler. Oh, yeah. oh shut up, Javel. Ooh, nice catch. Did I sound like him? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> no. It's murder. You, like a guy that, right? you just sound like a guy that needed an inhaler. <laughs> hey, hey, Kendall, I have a question. Yes. Do you still sometimes look in the mirror and wish that you were Jerome Bettis? Only when I'm diving onto my bed, scoring the game-winning touchdown. <laughs> like, you know, like, if you got out of the shower and you just happened to catch yourself in the mirror, you're like, damn. See, I don't know where, wake up your own where did you get that notion that I was, like, hoping I was going to, like, turn into him overnight like a like, weird Disney movie? That's not, <laughs> that's not, that's not what you know my what goal funny, was. You know what the funniest, hold on, you know what the funniest part about that is? Is what? that, like, even though, like, he hasn't said that, like, Mark gives this notion... That, like, you have this fantasy of waking up and being Jerome Bettis. Right, like... like he's <laughs> really upset when people think that he has a sexual attraction to Spider-Man. Because that, that's just weird. <laughs> waking up and being a 200-pound heavier black man isn't weird. <laughs> well, he doesn't want to bang him, I think. Well, he does, though. <laughs> he wants to have a three with him and Lawrence Timmons. Read my Wikipedia page. You'll hear all about it. How you looking there, Mass? Yeah, you're about I'm out ready of time. To go. I'm ready to go. I was letting all the fun stuff, you know, subside. Fucking bullshit, my guy. <laughs> what? Kyle, I'm not digging this my What's guy. Bullshit about that? Is, the, is the pick in? Pick is in, Kyle. Yeah! With the 16th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select... Yutur Gross Matos. Damn. Penn State. <clears throat> oh, Jackson. Boo! I boo if I'm a Falcons fan. Cowboys. I, I boo if my name is Jeff Mark. <laughs> Your friend is here, Melvin. Yep. Jackson, show me. Uh, can you see him? Yeah, you know, weenie. That's okay. I I think this is the right name. I just want to make sure. Hello, dog. Ooh, souls on the move. <laughs> Ooh, every every dog in the room, put your hands up. Every Phone dog call. in your room, put your hands up. Mark, did you find the name? Yes, Kyle, the pick is in. Yeah! The <laughs> Dallas Cowboys select Jalen Hurt. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the Cowboys select safety Xavier McKinney, Alabama. It's, pr- it's pronounced Xavier. Okay. I'm just letting you know. 
Kyle texts me saying, hey, we should take this one way more serious. And then gives me the teams that I fucking hate. <laughs> and he's laughing about it, too, because he knows how much of an asshole he is. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. And this Jackson. He's right here. I know, but he's not right here. We're bringing that into the car. Pick his head. Yeah! With the... 18th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Cesar Ruiz, center, out of Michigan. <laughs> Cesar Hernandez, the dog whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking mutt. Let's go. Raiders, out of the clock. I can go two ways here, but one wouldn't make much sense. So do the one that makes sense. No, 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 no. You're going to want to go the other way. <laughs> Roll the dice, souls. The pick is in. Yeah! Right. The Las Vegas Raiders select defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Fight! Fight! Yeah. <sighs> All right. Did I take uh, a pick? Jaguars no. Massey did. <laughs> Whenever you're ready there, Kendall. Oh, thanks. It's been four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Mass, can you scroll up for a second real quick before Kendall makes his pick? Okay. The... Pick is in. Nope, no, it's not. Oh, it's not. It's not. Was, it, was there offers? Ken, I'm calling you. Uh, hello. I'm the Minnesota Vikings. Hello, Minnesota. I'm willing to give you. I'm willing to give you this year's second, next year's second, and this year's third. Uh, no first. Uh, were there other offers? No. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Hey, it's Philadelphia Eagles. How you doing? I've been better. <laughs> How's the weather? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a swap this year and a fourth round pick. What? What am, what am I swapping? You're, you're, you're the, the next First pick? Rounds. Yeah. Well, so obviously we're swapping, Kendall. Well, Kyle, you didn't say that. Yeah, you just rattled everything else off. All right, ring, ring, ring. Hello? <laughs> Let me clarify. <laughs> <laughs> we're swapping first-round picks. Which one? Second this year and a third. Which first-rounder, Kyle? Uh, the 21, 22, whatever I am. All right, so I'm getting I'm getting your 22 or 23, whatever it is, and I'm getting what? Uh, next year's second, this year's third. All right, and uh, Philadelphia, what was your offer? Swapping what? Uh, a fourth. Um. No, thank you. I'll take the Vikings offer. All right. Sick. Hold on. 
So as he fixes it, I don't, I don't veto the trade. I just think the Jaguars would have to throw in like a later round pick to kind of make it happen. I'll but give I, you, I an, I'll give you an espresso machine. Well, I didn't focus on his. No, side. no, I, I know that. I know that. And I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying I, I think it would take that from his side to get it. But your the side, I think, in. was fine. The pick is in. Whoa, whoa. Ring, yeah. ring, ring. The Minnesota Vikings select wide receiver Henry Ruggs III you. out of Alabama. Can I say the. No, I'm not going to say that. I think. Uh, I think Vikings fans would be kind of bummed drafting wide receiver in the first round. Why? I don't think so. Because I, I think they can get one later. Yeah, but I it's think two first round picks. Here's the thing: if I'm a Vikings fan with two first round picks, I'm looking to get a stud wide receiver and a stud defensive end. Yeah, they need a corner in the worst way. Yeah, but yeah. Well, still, they're not going to. He fell. Like he's not supposed no, to. No, no, I know that. I know that. And I'm only joking up two picks. I didn't have to give up my other first-round pick, so it made out. Kyle, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm not shooting down your pick, man. I know. Well, fuck your pick. pick. Wow. I took because Matt was going to take it with the Eagles. Yep. See, here's the thing, though. I hate Justin Jefferson. Well, yeah, you don't care about the Eagles, so who cares? I picked him last round. I mean, last time you did it. I was very happy with my selection. Uh, give him George Jefferson. All right, I'll do you one better. I'll give you the entire cast of Family Matters and. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. Song, step by step. I'm, I'm going with a gut pick that, of a player that I think is going to be good at a position fit. So, uh,. Pick is in. Pick is in. Yeah. Maybe we should set it. Hell. With the 21st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor. This is why he's hot. Mims. What was the other song he had? He had another song. Yeah. Um, well, he was on the clock. He was featured in Calabria. Let's see. Oh, like this. Oh yeah. He played that on the show a couple times at Eastern. Uh, the pick is in. Kyle. Awesome. You muted me, you bastard. No, I didn't. I honestly didn't that time. Yeah! <laughs> uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are uh, selecting uh, inside linebacker Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. Good pick, Ken. Thank you, and actually it works out because that was the guy I was going to pick anyway. New England Patriots, on the clock. Bassie, can you scroll up uh, to the top? Please. No, Jordan Love's still there. All right, can you scroll back down? The only quarterbacks that have gone are all of them. Uh, <laughs> Herbert, 
Hagamila and Burn. Alright, now scroll back up. <laughs> My pick is in. No, yeah. it's not. The New England Patriots select Jordan Love. Quarterback. Utah, Utah State. State. Utah State. Belichick loves those small school guys. Yep, and I fucking hated that he made it that far down. Yeah, I tell you, I make a, a prediction for this year's draft because so many people are going to be, everyone's going to be drafting from home. I think in the first round, we're going to see our traditional amount of trades because people have had time to think about it. But I think those like third, fourth, fifth, sixth round trades that we see a lot that happen on the fly, I don't think we're going to see them this year. Yeah, yeah, I think there's going to be kind of like a different atmosphere just in general. I do. I think I think there's going to be a lot less trades this year because it's not going to be war rooms and people on the floor where it's, there's a, a constant communication. I mean, you're talking about it's going to be a lot of web chatting and and conference calling and stuff. I mean, in a war room, if you're trying to make a pick, if you're if you're in the fourth round and you're trying to, you know, make a pick and Jacksonville wants your pick, a war room conference is a war room. Everyone has numbers on speed dial. Whereas, like, if everyone's doing it from home, it's going to be, like, GMs talking to GMs, trying to converse with the whole war room. It, it, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Ten minutes sounds like a lot, but it goes by quick. Especially when you have that stupid bowl cut the fucker from the goddamn Raiders ad. Rocky <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dennis. The pick is in, but I just want it to be known that the Saints are picking for the Saints this one. <laughs> what? You know, I just saw the same you wrote thing. Saints and Saints. What? So I everyone the name next to New Orleans Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. So on behalf of the New Orleans Saints, uh, we are going to select cornerback Christian Fulton from LSU. Wow. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Wow. Wow. Wow, Kendall. Hometown guy. No, Kendall, here's the thing. I don't hate that pick at all. But you absolutely fucked Kyle. <laughs> Which is just delightful. Sorry, Kyle. So, I, I so, did you a favor earlier. So not to, not to be nitpicky, but how come he's the only one with his school? Because I keep because. getting away from that. I've been doing that back and forth. <laughs> this is hard to keep going back and forth. All right, give me a little break. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. You're doing doing a great job. Thank you. All right, Vikings on the clock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Very funny to me. Pick is in. Yeah! Minnesota Vikings select defensive back Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama. Thank you for being a dick. On the clock. Kyle, I did you a favor earlier. I didn't do this on purpose. So, yeah. Thanks a lot. Calling me names. I'm a GM. And until last round, I didn't even have a name. I was just a saint. It's true. Miami Dolphins. I'm just making sure there was no office. People were talking. Sorry. All right. 
Uh, ring. Hello. It's the 49ers. How are you? It's the 49ers. Hello. Uh, we'll give you the swap. So we'll get what's it, 31. Mm-hmm. Um, a fifth rounder this year and a third rounder next year. Um, no, thank you. All right. What if we also deliver Krispy Kreme donuts twice a week for six months? So no, thank you. We live in Florida. That's true. They're probably yeah, we'll less good there. The pick is in. Yeah. yeah. With the 26th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Andrew Thomas, offensive lineman out of Georgia. Yeah, cool. Could have had more picks. Andrew Thomas hadn't gone yet. We have more picks than anybody else in this draft. Yep, could have had more. Don't need them. All right. Seattle Seahawks on the clock. Pick is in. Yeah! With the 27th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, Seattle Seahawks select John Simpson, guard, Clemson. I even know who that is. So he obviously is not. Massey, you know damn right well the Seattle Seahawks never draft offensive line. I know. I'm so torn. I almost wanted to give them another running back in the first round. <laughs> Just throw them in the mix. Kind of what's your reach pick this time? Come on. Baltimore Ravens on the clock. Uh, I guess the pick is in. Um, yes. Is the, it or not? The Ravens uh, will select defensive end A.J. Epensa. From Iowa, is that you say Epinesa? Epinesa. Empanada. Empanada. I gotta be honest. I don't know what the Ravens need. Linebacker. Nothing. Linebacker. They lost all the linebackers. Yeah. Yeah, I I was gonna pick defense, but I I really didn't know what. It was weird. I I should have thought about it. Well, you did. You did pick defense. Yeah, I I know that, but I mean, I just figured. <laughs> you know what I mean? I probably would have if I knew what position they were starving for. It doesn't matter. You know what? You know what's funny about what Kyle just did? Because if that it's was not. us, he would. You guys know what I meant. You know what I meant. <laughs> well, you guys switch me every chance you get. So that's not true. Yeah, but it's funny to make you mad. Just for that, Kyle, I'm going to go pee in a container right now. <laughs> and there's okay. nothing you can do about it. Tennessee Titans, you know you're on the clock, right? No, you didn't say it yet. Yeah, Tennessee Titans, you're on the clock. Ring a ding. What's up, 49ers? Swap and a fifth. Give me a second, I'll call you back. Okay. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking. I'm thinking about if I want to give you a call real quick. Give me a second. I should probably think of a player to draft, huh? 
I wish the 49ers would run as poorly as you run them. Hey, man. I'm drafting them good stuff. Bring it in. Ignore oh. that. Ignore that. <laughs> hey, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. How you doing? Hi, how are you? Uh, pretty good. How's the weather over there? You know, a lot of country music. Yeah. Hey, so uh, we're willing to swap picks with you. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a fourth round pick this year. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Yeah, just remember how they treated you in that championship game. Probably, I don't remember what the Titans or the fucking 49ers offered me. They offered you the same thing I did in a fifth. So they offered um, me a swap, a fourth, and a fifth? No, a swap and a fifth. Oh, okay. Hmm. You know, he's not supposed to know that. That's true. But I'm going to accept I'm the also offer. offering. I'm also offering more because I have to move up further, though. I'm going to accept the Chiefs offer. Right. I'd like to veto that trade. <laughs> Kendall? I missed all of that, but I'm fine with it. All right, so, <laughs> so Massey's offering me a Chiefs swap. So I'm swapping the Titans pick for the 32nd pick, and I'm getting a fourth-round pick as well. Yeah, that's fine. Kyle? That's fine. Okay. Massey, go ahead and draft DeAndre Swift. With the 29th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs select DeAndre Swift, running back. Yeah, he wasn't going anywhere. You could have had him at 32. No, I wasn't going to pick him. I was going to pick Patrick Queen, but it makes more sense. You know, I saw a mock draft today. I had that guy going to the Titans. Swift? Yeah. They hate that. Oh, Come on, Matt. Search and replace. The pick is in. Whoa, you didn't even let me call you. I'm not going to accept. You don't know that. All right. Uh, Green Bay Packers on the clock. Pick is in. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers select wide receiver Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. I don't remember how to spell you. That's fine. A I Y U K. Y two J. I think. I do have a bit of a reach, but I like the pick there. Well, I'm not going to get him in the second round, bro. No, but you still could have had. Um, ring ring. I, uh, you could. I'm not on the clock yet. Who? Clemson wide receiver. I don't want him. Mass. Right. 49ers on the clock. Ring, ring. You know, it's funny because I was going to call you. What's up? <laughs> you were going to call me. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Very underrated. Hi, this is the Chicago Bears. Wow. What do you want? We'll give you in exchange for this pick. We'll give you both second round picks in exchange for both fifth round picks. 
So, um, one one slight problem with that is I already traded away one of the fifth round. Okay, so give me this pick, a fifth round pick, <laughs> and give me a fourth rounder next year. And and here's like the other problem. Mm. Like I think that's a good trade, but I want to make the pick. That's fair. <laughs> the the Titans are willing to make that trade anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kyle, the, the pick is in. Yeah! The 49ers select Jeff Gladney, cornerback, TCU. It's a solid pick there, Michael. That is. <clears throat> uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys know this, but the I... The pick is in. Are the Tennessee Titans? Yep. Are you the Bears or... No, I'm the, the Titans. Titans. All right, hold on. Oh, he was also the Broncos there, too. That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Go ahead. The... Wait, oh, shit. I'm not sure I was taking or not. Hey, take him anyway. Can you scroll real quick? Just ask. I can't no. tell you. It's not like anybody else is going to pick him. Yeah, that's true. Did Jalen Johnson get picked yet? No. All right. Jalen Johnson, cornerback. All right. And there you have it, everybody. The Getting Sports Junk Mock Draft Week 2. So, Matt, did you save last week? Yes, you did a good job. Yes. Yes, I have last week. So it'd, be, it'd be fun to compare this these all. way better. Thank you, Kyle. All right, we're going to go ahead and... Kyle. Yeah. Would you have vetoed a trade that had the Bears trading with San Fran? They, they give them their two second rounders. They get both fifth rounders in the first round to draft the cornerback. Probably not. I was about to call him with the Colts. No, you won't. That's why I've moved up. That's why I tried it with the Bears. Just because I could see the Bears moving up to try to get, like, a bigger playmaker corner because there was no way that Johnson or A.J. Terrell were falling to the Bears in the second round. And I just see them looking for corners. I see it. Hey. I tell you though, you know who I th- you know who I think the Bears end up landing though in the second round in real life. The other Ohio State corner. No, Bryce Hall out of Virginia. I think the Bears will like him. The bear the Bears tend to like undersized corners. He's six one two oh two. That's like perfect for them. Is he from Auburn or Virginia? He's from Virginia. Also, what does it mean that I'm the? Presenter? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. it means that you have to show us your dick. <laughs> Oh, God, quick, go to break, go to break. No, Actually, that was actually us. a very timely first round, or one-round mock draft, too, because it's 10-29. So we're going to head to break. Yeah. We'll be back on the other side. When we come back, we're going to finish up the defensive side of the all-decade team, as well as rounding out the uh, final grab bag portion of the uh, uh, movie bracket, as well as uh, hopefully, if we can slide through those things quickly, I believe Kendall had something he wanted to touch on that we can 
definitely span over a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'd like to touch on that too. So let's let's get the Mojo Raleigh moving. X twenty four seven champ, and uh, we'll do what we can. So we'll see you guys on the other side of the break, live on the PPRN Radio Network. Yeah. And now, back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to getting sports with drunk live on the PPRN Radio Network. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by degenerates, all of them. Doggies. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, real quick, before we get into the all-decade team, I was hoping I could play a quick thing. If that's all yes. right, super quick. Uh, this was actually a, a a suggestion from Kyle, the man of many names. Oh, then no. Wait, what? You didn't give it a chance. <laughs> what happened? I I originally said yes to playing it, and now I'm saying no. Oh, oh. Well, listen. This it, it's really quick. It's it's really only about three minutes, uh, and it's something we can be talking about while listening to it. Um, I think most of the members of the show here are, are hip-hop fans, and uh, I, I'm a fan of actually this guy. His name is uh, Lil Dicky. Uh, he, he's fun. He's kind of like a, a party rapper. He's got very creative. And Kyle turned me on to this actually recently, and uh, the song is just called Sports. And the number of references, especially from our era of watching sports, is it's pretty remarkable. So I just wanted to play it uh, for you guys, and I just thought any names you could pick up, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's fun. So if, if that's cool, I was gonna yeah. jam that uh, out, right? Do you, Do you think after this you could play Thrift Shop by Macklemore? Ooh, hard pass on <laughs> yep, that. Yep, 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 yep. Because that's an all decade song. And you know what? It's an all time bummer, is what that song is. <laughs> so, uh, Little Dicky Sports. Let me know if you guys can hear it once it gets going. Kyle, hate you. You're welcome. It's starting. Yeah, there's three things I know about, man. Sports, soaking up female genitals, and rap. I'm about to teach y'all something about all three. Go diggy, go diggy, go. Yeah. Go diggy, go diggy, go. Y'all really can't fuck with me on this sports. Oh, this is such a Kyle Soul song. Big time. <laughs> but it's, it's actually pretty creative. Go diggy, go diggy, go. I like that first one. Shout out to that Markeef Morris line. And you have it best. Chauncey, Corey, took her back to my Eddie house and his fine ass 
bitch taking off a blouse. And then my D rolls quicker than a bull at the garden. Dick like James from the way that I harden. My name ain't Charles, but I'm backwards. Son. My dick ain't Gretzky, but it's still a good one. Yeah. She with the juice, I ain't talking about OJ. It's more like mayo, something like OJ. Okay, now I close this off, and I can see a C pierce like a name was Paul. I couldn't care less, went down, feeling the flavor. And it was hairless, something like filling a waiver. My Rod Smart, so he hate me when I don't cover him up with a safety. But I coordinate that D, so I plan protection. Had a night and roll like Louisiana Texas. Put a condom on my Ryan, bro, my Hebrew hammer, then we got it all. I was playing with a booby, Cavalier. We even made a couple movies, Shaq and Dale. She had a real big cat. I'm just gonna rock a pussy, but I hit it hard. Troy Palomaro on that pussy. No acting, but she had a big old Oscar. No PDs, little dick about and proper. Let's go. You know what I'm saying, man? I think I just made like 42 different sports references in two verses. And that's basically the sum of it right there. Shout out some pretty good names. Uh, you know, Matt Stover was in there. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yep. 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 <laughs> Body yep. White. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yep. yeah. Yep. Oh, hope you guys. A lot of different names. Right. A lot, a lot of guys from when we were younger. So that that's what's the, the real appeal, actually, of that song. But without further ado, uh, I guess we can continue with our all-decade team. You know, that that was the second time there that I, I was hoping you were going to say something else that was going to be really funny. I hope you were like, oh, without further ado, here's Macklemore with Chris <laughs> Would have been a lot funnier. I would not do that without financial compensation. Give me a high life. All right, here we go. Macklemore. <laughs> take it down. All, All right, right. Matt, take it away with the all-defensive Decade team. So leading off are the defensive ends. We got Calais Campbell, Cameron Jordan, Julius Peppers, and JJ Watt, who was unanimous. So you know what's a real bummer? What's that? Cameron Jordan, I'm pretty sure is the guy at one time was on the Giants practice squad. Wasn't wasn't Yeah, so you drafted outright. Who am I thinking of? Cameron Wake. Ah, that's. I think that's who it is. Discrepancy. What's that? Should be Cameron Wake and not Cameron Jordan. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yes, Cameron Wake was on the Giants' park squad in 2000. It was Cameron Wake. Cameron Wake has in 2005. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, so Cameron Wake in 2005 on the practice squad went and played in the CFL. We accumulated like 30 sacks, came into Miami in 2009. So from 2010 to 2019, he has Cameron Jordan beat by double-digit sacks. He's got him beat by double-digit forced fumbles. The only Cameron Jordan beats him in pass deflections and tackles. But from a defensive end, I don't care about your tackles. Honestly, I really don't. I care about your sacks. And I care about your fumbles because that means that you're stripping the ball out of running back's hands, and it means that you're stripping the ball out of the quarterback's hands. I can agree with that, uh, especially you know by the like the definition of that position. That's like the premier pass rushing position. I think you know historically speaking, you know since 2010, you're... Cameron Jordan has had seasons where he's recorded 14, 15, 11 and a half, 11 and a half, and 10 and a half sacks, as well as eight, two eight and a half sack seasons. And not to mention, in last year's campaign, where he only played nine games, he recorded two and a half sacks. And in 2015, for shits and giggles, he played seven games and he had seven sacks. Hmm. Cameron Jordan 
is a very good defensive end. He's been coming into his own as of recent, and I think that he definitely will overtake Cameron Wake. But in terms of the all-decade team, Cameron Wake was more dominant over the course of the, the, de- the decade than Cameron Jordan was. Cameron Jordan recorded double-digit sacks in 13 and 15, and then he recorded them from 17 to 19. But that also includes a 10-sack and an 11-sack campaign. In 2011, he had one, then he had eight, then he had seven and a half, and seven and a half. And his pass deflections didn't really pick up until the end of that, the end of the decade either, as well as his, his forced fumbles were a little earlier on. I, I personally think that Cameron Wake was more dominant over the course of the, the, uh, the decade, in my opinion. The only thing, I get on the that. only thing that Cameron Jordan has over Cameron Wake is pass deflections and games played. Since the decade, Cameron Jordan has 16, 16, 16, 15, 16, 7, 16, 16, 14, 9, and Cameron Jordan came in the league in 2011 and hasn't missed a game since. But I, I do think that Cameron Wake was more dominant over the course of the, the decade. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I don't give a fuck if you have a problem with it. <laughs> Anybody else? Snubs? Nope. Arguments? I think it's pretty clear cut who the defensive ends for uh, this decade were. Alright. Moving on. Defensive tackles. Got Geno Atkins, Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald, who was unanimous, and Dominican Sue. Um, I personally like this. I think they got it right. You got two different groups of defensive tackles here who basically define two halves of the decade. You got Aaron Donald and uh, Fletcher Cox coming in to take the second half of the decade, and Dominican Sue and Geno Atkins taking up the first half of the decade. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of anyone who should be in over those guys. Yeah, I don't have a suggestion I, that I can think of. All right. Moving on. Inside linebackers. Keekley, Wagner, and Willis. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> I don't understand how Bobby Wagner wasn't unanimous. Neither do I. I don't understand how Keekley was unanimous. Missed too much time due to injury. So, so Bobby Wagner. The definition of Bobby Wagner is if he if he touches you, you are down. I don't. I don't understand this unanimous thing. Like how? I, I guess it's I don't know that everybody that was on the panel voted for him. So that's, but that's what I mean. So, like, how how are some of these guys, like, I don't know, that... Every single ballot that got counted, like, for defensive tackles, every single one of them included Aaron Donald. So that, and that's what I mean. Like, I don't understand how someone could have done this and, like, not voted for... So, like, the last... Not voted for a Geno Atkins or... I, I don't know well, there's other guys that... There's, there's other guys that are on the nod. I mean, defensive tackle position, I mean... You look at someone like statistic wise, might not match up to them, but like a Haloti Nagata, game changer. 
very clutch and very successful. When did Patrick I mean, Willis you look retire? At those, you look at those defensive tackles, and outside of Fletcher Cox, none of them won, won a Super Bowl. Haloti Nagata has a Super Bowl. So I could very easily see someone being on the the end of Geno Atkins or Nadamikin too and being like, well, you know what? Nagata's got a ring, so I'm going to give him the nod over Nadamikin too. You know the thing that actually surprises me and then made me realize how old I am? Mm. Ricky Lewis isn't on this list. Yeah, it's sad. Brian Lurlocker isn't on this list either. Yeah. What year did Lewis retire? Uh, 2012. Oh, was that early? Yeah. It was right after the Super Bowl. Yep. When did Urlacher retire? 2010? No. 2000... Did he retire after Lewis? Did he play a season after? I think he, played, I think he retired the same year. Did he? Did he? Yeah. He did. You know, it's interesting, too, because like, I... I I have no problem with Patrick Willis. I like that list uh, very much. A guy who, probably not the same level, but still very good and actually played on the same team was uh, Navarro Bowman. I mean, yes, definitely impactful. Uh, just just an honorable mention, I guess. All right. Yeah, thanks for that. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Outside linebackers. Chandler Jones. Khalil Mack, who don't understand how he wasn't, and then Von Miller was unanimous. I actually, I'll actually bite on Clay Matthews potentially, or I mean, Khalil Matthews, Khalil Mack not getting it. Okay. I think that Demarcus Ware, Clay Matthews, and Ryan Kerrigan all have better resumes over the course of the entire decade. So the other thing I could think is that people look at Khalil Mack as like a D end. More, you know, like, because yeah. he does that that dual hybrid thing. It depends on the scheme he's in. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, if he's in a if he's in a four three defense, he's a defensive end. If he's in a three four defense, he's an outside linebacker. But but that's what I mean. I I think he wasn't unanimous because people may have voted for him on the defensive end side, so he didn't get right. the out, outside linebacker vote. Was because right, well because half. Halfway through his tenure in Oakland, they switched from a three, a four three to a yeah. three four. That's why he made the Pro Bowl as a defensive end and a line outside linebacker. Whereas Vaughn Miller, they've always ran a three four defense. Was Demarcus Ware uh, on that 2015 Broncos team? That one. Yes, he was. He had a ring, and he was actually very good for the Broncos. Yes, he was late in his career. Too, I mean, yeah, Baldwin too. <laughs> yeah, it's that for that reason alone, he should be on the list. I mean, I'm not gonna, I can't knock Khalil Mack. I mean, the guy is an absolute stud. Um, I just, you know, I, I can't. I can look up when I have like the discrepancy, like a Cameron Wake versus Cameron Jordan. I'll look up stats for stats, but like with this one, like Demarcus Ware, Clay Matthews, and Ryan Kerrigan all having legit. Things also to Navarro Bowman. I mean, these are all guys that were studs. I mean, 
it's hard to look up stats because none of these, with the exception of Clay Matthews, I don't think any of these guys played the entire decade. But I mean, Ryan Ryan Kerrigan has like ninety stats. He's he's very underrated, and unfortunately, it's because you know the, the Redskins have been an abomination forever. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking dysfunctional. But I mean, I, I don't. I'm not disapproving of the Cleo Mack thing. I it, it's just that one's a little harder for me. And for honestly, I, I just feel like. I don't know. I don't like the way that they did this. Like I don't. I don't like how they gave. I don't like how they picked four defensive tackles, but only picked three linebackers. Yeah. I agree. Like I don't care if you run a four-three or a three-four. You always have more linebackers and usually defensive linemen. It is odd that they did that. You'd rather have a linebacker that's a little bit lesser as a defensive end than a defensive end that's lesser as a linebacker. Because if your linebackers aren't good, it's like having it's like it's like going out there and having an elite offense with a shitty quarterback. Yeah. Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterbacks. None unanimous. Patrick Peterson, Darrell Rivas, and Richard Sherman. Go ahead, Kyle. What? I know you don't agree with the Darrell Rivas. I don't. Reach it, Kyle. Joe Hayden should be in there. He is bad. He tweeted about it. He's had a longer career, way longer career, and been somewhat dominant throughout this whole decade. And still top-notch corner in this league. So, so I, I understand your gripe, but I think that People like Akeem Talib, Chris Harris, and Stephon Gilmore would be more deserving of the nod than Joe Hayden. Because Stephon Gilmore has gotten a, has gotten a lot of recognition because of his time in New England, but Stephon Gilmore was not a slouch in Buffalo. No, but he hasn't played the whole decade like Hayden has, and Chris Harris was just a slot corner. It doesn't matter though if you're just a slot corner; you're still a corner. Yeah, but he's not better than Hayden throughout this whole decade. So, like Joe Thomas, Hayden was the only bright spot on that defense. So without looking at the numbers, I, I, I was looking at it kind of briefly today. Now, there were, Hayden did have some up stats and like, uh, pass deflections, and uh, yeah, his numbers were up in interceptions. But I'd be curious to know about like touchdowns given up, and that's why he was held off you know, the list. Because there's, there's a possibility that Hayden did give up more touchdowns than these guys. I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of oh, just Joe, guessing. Joe Hayden, Joe Hayden is an amazing corner, but he has been burned many a times. So is all of He's them. also ugly. The <laughs> other the other thing I mean to consider is Hayden as a Brown played in a tough like division receiver right. You, know, right. you know, I mean, he was going up against AJ Green, Antonio Brown, and then like. I mean, the Ravens had, you know, Anquan Bolden, and, but Hayden was going out against, you know, top-end receivers six times a year minimum and, and had success. I, I think he should be in there, and for the longevity alone. I mean, we see it all the time. How many corners are good for four years and then not good? I think for, for what we're talking about, like especially from, from – our age range, 
our 2000s decade corners are better than the cornerbacks listed here. And we kind of have to separate those two, these two like decades of, of this position. And I think, you know, we were coming from a much better group of players, just, just in my opinion, that we kind of have to like, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Like, Hey, look, these guys are good. I, I think Patrick Peterson is, is a great corner. I think, you know, Richard Sherman is a very smart, you know, ball player. And, and Revis, you know, the hype was real for him for that, you know, four seasons or whatever it was that, you know, he was, you know, the Revis Island and all that. Like, that That was a... Well, as soon as he went to Tampa Bay, it was all... You know, and I don't disagree. Uh, I just think that we have to consider what this this decade was versus the one prior. And we have to kind of, like, separate two in our heads. And it's tough. I think of it all the time. Like, the you know, the... the the Tillmans, the Champ Baileys, the Namdi Asimwas, all those guys. Yeah, but when when was Hayden drafted? 2010. Hayden was... I, I think yes. if there was a fourth spot, I think I'd give it to Hayden. But there's not. I, I, but see, see, that's what I mean. To me, if there was a fourth spot, it should be given to Revis. You know, like, well, Rebus is already on the spot. Already, on the... no, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's he should be the fourth spot. Who? I mean, my my other thought process too is that Darrell Rebus. I mean, he was so dominant for so, for for a period of time. And like with with Joe Hayden, like it was with Joe Hayden, like a lot of his numbers. You know, I hate, to, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but a lot of Joe Hayden's numbers are empty sure. numbers. Whereas they're all weren't. I'm sorry, Paul. You you cut out. A lot of a lot of Joe Hayden's numbers are empty numbers. I hate to quote Bob Souls on this, but a lot of Joe Hayden's numbers are empty numbers. Uh, we're losing a little bit. I don't know why. You know, whether it's Darrell Revis. I mean, can you hear me or no? Yeah, it's well, better now. I don't know. It was weird. It was like echoing. I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like Joe Hayden's numbers are more empty numbers, whereas Darrell Revis's numbers during the decade, I mean, especially the early part of the decade, were definitely more meaningful. I mean, I think. We... I mean, because. You think about that. You think about those Jets teams in the early two thousands. Those Jets teams were competing for Super Bowl bids. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm though I don't really care for Revis. I, I understand his impact, and you know the the numbers. There was a period of time where he was the the best thing, you know, on the defensive football field for pass defense. And I think we could uh, kind of agree that I think when it comes down to, to brass tacks, I think Joe Hayden is probably a better football player. I mean, he's probably has a, a better, a, a more desired, you know, to play football than, than Revis. You know, I think he's a guy who just, you know, is is about the game. That's why he's played for, he played for the Browns for as long as he did. Just because he liked playing football and, and, and you know, he, he was good at it. And, you know, he had the opportunity to to play for a contender, you know, when he did. So, I don't know. That was just kind of my feelings about it. 
So, what do you got next, Matt? Safeties. You got Eric Berry, Earl Thomas, and Eric Weddle. Um, hmm. I kind of think Bam Bam Cam is best in here. So, trying to think. I, I another thing not to. Not to go back too much, but another thing too, another name that's kind of left out in the cornerbacks is Akeem Talib. I understand that there was some fall off there, but Akeem, Akeem Talib also recorded, he averaged a defensive touchdown a season just off interceptions, not counting fumbles and special teams earlier in the beginning of the year. I mean, I, I think that should go a lot towards it too. I, the cornerbacks... Again, the same thing with cornerbacks. Looking at this list, we'll get to it, but like, I don't understand why there's cornerbacks and defensive backs. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I was going to ask what the difference there is. There should be, <laughs> in my opinion, there should be four corners and three safeties, and that should be it. Yeah, I mean... Because, I mean, what what are they calling a, a defensive back? I don't understand. It's like the flex thing. It's like somebody that plays corner or safety. I got you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, but yeah, Akeem Tlaib is definitely a person of conversation. Sort of the, you know, the, the Asante Samuel of this decade. You know, a guy who definitely was a, a pick-six machine. Remember, in Tampa Bay, it seemed like he was always scoring. <laughs> um, I guess I don't have a problem with the safety list. Um, Eric Weddle was always consistent. Earl Thomas, uh, you know, the whole Legion of Boom, this, that, and the other. Um, when was Eric Berry drafted? Uh, it was this year. I'm not sure. <laughs> Eric Berry Rookie. was drafted in 2010. Oh, wow. God, you know what's crazy? Off. Eric Berry, Earl Thomas, and Cam Chancellor were all drafted in the same year. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, how uh, Cam Chancellor's got to be on that list somewhere, right? No. Bam, 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 baby. No. I don't think so. Okay. Why? Well, For how good of a hard hitter he was. He was a great hard hitter, and I he think... forced a lot of fumbles, but Earl Thomas has triple the amount of interceptions over triple the amount of pass deflections, same amount of sacks. Earl Thomas has 500 tackles, so Cam Chancellor's 420. Uh, 186 assisted for Cam Chancellor to 216 assisted for Earl Thomas. I mean, like, Cam Chancellor was like, he, Cam Chancellor was like a Harrison Smith. That's why, like, I will always stand by the Harrison Smith as being overrated. Cam, Earl Thomas, I mean... Cam Chancellor has the same amount of forced fumbles as Earl Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Like Earl Thomas was more of that like game changer safety, where Cam Chancellor was like the I'm gonna hit you really hard and cause the deflection that leads to the interception. Like it's the stats that can't be recorded. Definitely an impactful player for sure. But Cam Chancellor also benefited from playing with Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas was the guy that could be back there and in a one-man deep safety set could guarantee nobody's going to catch the ball over the top. So Cam Chancellor can run loose and do whatever the fuck he wants. Cam Chancellor without Earl Thomas is nothing. Earl Thomas without Cam Chancellor is still an amazing safety. Yeah, you know, we sort of got to to witness that. 
Um, right. I, I just, I mean, Eric Berry was absolutely dominant in his time during the thing. Eric Weddle has been an absolutely serviceable safety throughout the entire decade. I, I can't find, I, I can't think of a safety, other safety that deserves to be on it more than those three. Okay. The way I look at it to me about Cam Chancellor, I'm using this as like a reference just because I know. He's kind of like what Ryan Clark was to the Steelers when Troy was there. He's, he's what like Harrison he, Smith is. Like, he could do this stuff because he knew Troy was there to back him. It was the perfect like addition. Like, hey, it's like, I know I can rely on this guy if I do this. It makes sense. Right, yeah. Exactly. Cam Chancellor was great because of Earl Thomas, not the other way around. Bob Sanders is pretty good. <laughs> He's just, you know, played four years. Yeah. And then the very odd uh, defensive back category. You got Chris Harris and Tyron Matthew. I don't. I I, I choose to do an NA on this because I don't know what it means. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's just like, hey, we have these two other names that we don't know what to do with. <laughs> hey, Joe make Hayden another category. Joe Hayden deserves it more than. Chris Harris. For me, it should be between Joe. For me, it should be between Joe Hayden and Akeem Talib for that fourth corner spot. Um, and I mean, safety wise, I mean, I guess maybe Tyron Matthew deserves it. All right. All decade special teams punters: Johnny Hecker and Shane. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Kickers, Goskowski and the unanimous Justin Tucker. Yep. Yep. You know, you guys know that the Raiders drafted Sebastian Janikowski and Shane Leckler in the same draft at round one and two. I did not know that. That's actually really funny. Um That's a pretty hilarious draft. Can I just be in the fan? <laughs> yeah, but like are you kidding you, me? If, honestly, if you have you seen the GM at the time bowl cut, you'd understand it. Pot returners, Tyreek Hill and Darren Sproles. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, Devin Hester and Cordero Patterson as kick returners. Yeah, that's fine. Perfect. Last thing. The, the only thing... Now, back to the Raiders thing real fast. Is it sad that like, that's been their, like, their best draft since the last 20 years? <laughs> yes. I, Here's my thing. I, I, well, hold yeah. on. I, I don't agree with... I, I think Devin Hester should be a punt and kick returner. Okay, moving on. Well, I'm just saying, in, well, in, punt well, returns, no, well, in punt returns since 2005, the guy has seven touchdowns since 2010. When did he stop playing? 2016. Did he really play that long? Yeah. Wow. I mean, the, the other thing, I mean, Tyreek Hill to me hasn't been doing it long enough. He was, this was only, what, his fourth year in the league? Think so, yeah. I mean, they should have done Dante. I don't think I don't think Tyree Kills even doing it anymore. He he does, but since like they paid him, they kind of right. It's down. like the same thing with happened well, with Antonio Brown. Yeah, Devin Hester. I'm sorry, seven touchdowns since 2010. My bad, but he deserves it. Seven touchdowns, and let's see. 17, 18, 
nine, fifteen, thirteen yards per average. Hey, Kendall. He walked away. What? I don't know, like but he's not at his desk. Like five minutes ago. Oh, there he is. Is he dead? Sorry. Did you change so you your shirt? All of that, huh? What happened? You missed all of the special teams, huh? No. I left after uh, you talked about Shane Leckler and uh, Sebastian Janikowski. Oh. Kendall. Yes. Tyreek Hill and Darren Sproles earned the nods as kick returners. Don't you think that Devin Hester should replace uh, Tyreek Hill as a kick returner? Well, punt returner. Punt returner, punt returner. Punt returner, sorry. Devin Hester had seven punt returns for touchdowns in the, in the decade. How many did Tyreek Hill have? Let's see. I will look it up right now. I think they just wanted to give it to different people. I don't give a shit. It's about the best. It is. It's it's not about, you know, being fair. It's about who's the best. Just how they probably did it. If it Yeah, I know that's why they did it. That's why they made a defensive back category. It's the not fair league. I mean, for me, no, not- Devin Hester is like the the best returner of two decades. All time. Yeah. It's just like, you know. He's the best returner of all time. Yeah. He should get into Canton on that alone. I think he will. I mean, it's yeah. like, I almost wish that his reign was longer because it's like that was the last flash player that we, we kind of witnessed. That, we watched that game live, Kendall, where he broke the record. Yeah, I remember that. It was, it was just like a random Monday night game, or I think, I think it was Monday night, right? Was it a Monday night game? Yeah. So, hey, t- you know who t- is on that one first? Tyreek Hill has four. Granted, it's four in four years, but it was two and two and then zero and zero. No Steeler ever belongs on those lists. He had one return <laughs> last year in 12 games for no yards. In 2018, he had 20 returns, and he averaged 10 yards. Now, just for ha-has, Devin Hester in 2016, at the end of his career in punt returns, averaged 10 yards per hit, 10 yards per return for Baltimore. Yeah. Kyle, you take that back. We had Stefan Logan for 10 minutes. Yeah, he was bad. Devin too. Hester deserves <laughs> a nod at both. End of discussion. Yes. Okay. But still, though, the Raiders had the best draft that year. <laughs> These are facts. It just baffles me. So, so just to throw, I mean, should Percy Harvin have been on there instead of Terry Kill? What were his numbers? I don't know, but I'm I know he was a good return. I'm looking guy. it up. Well, but see, that, yeah, that guy got hurt more times than like anybody else ever. Or Jacoby Jones. I, I would I would probably give it to Jones over Percy Harvin. I, I mean, without looking at the numbers, I just feel like Percy Harvin. I, I'm, it looking was just, up, I'm looking up both. It was just two names that popped into my head real quick. His return. I mean, I, I just don't think Hill did it enough. He's got, you know, he had a couple of flashy runs, but I don't think he did it enough to earn the, the all-decade. What? Nicole Cardman. <laughs> Is it, it Hardman? Uh, no, nope, it's a card man. Percy He's Harvin, talking about Cartman. Percy Harvin has no punt returns for touchdowns at all. He's never returned punts, only kicks. 
Uh, it was only kicks. Okay. It was only kicks. And in 2010, from in this decade, he had three kick returns for touchdowns. Jacoby Jones in this decade had for kick returns. In this decade, he had four returns for touchdowns. And in this decade, he had two punt returns for touchdowns. We were there for one of the kick returns. Don't fuck yourself. No, up. punt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kick returns. Yep. yep it was a were. kick. Yeah, the 2014. That, that'll forever be one of my favorite moments at a live wait, sports wait, I don't know why I got scared. Dude, they were like three touchdowns in that. Yeah, Ben threw six so touchdowns funny. that game. No, Antonio Brown has like the 80-yard touchdown catch. Place is erupting. And then Jacoby Jones just takes it to the house. 108 yards to be exact. I'm looking at it right here. <laughs> that was so good. I think Ben's so touching in the next drive. And guess, Probably. And guess who didn't get to redeem his prize because he didn't know <laughs> what to do. <laughs> so I, I would give – here's the thing. I, I'll make this I'll, I'll make this thing. I think Tyreek Hill should be booted at a punt return, and they should put Devin Hester in. And I would be okay with Devin Hester being booted at a kick return for Fis- Percy Harvin. All right. Percy, Devin Hester only had one kick return for a touchdown from in, in the decade, and it was the one that he broke Deion Sanders' record at as an Atlanta Falcon. And right. and and that's simply because on kick on kickoffs you can kick away from Devin Hester. You hey Paul, I'm just curious. I'm not being a jerk. I'm just really curious. Yeah. How many receiving touchdowns does Hester have? Like as a wide receiver? Yeah, I just want to know. I know it's, it's not, I think it might be like one or two. Let this would see. actually be a really what? good shot trivia question. 16. Really? really? Yeah. Not much? I mean, wow. he played a lot of snaps early on. Six, 16, 30, 400 yards. He averaged hey. 13 yards of reception. Hey, what about Ted Ginn as a return guy? No, and get out. Dude, that guy's <laughs> Ted Ginn would have probably been the best if he didn't get hurt and the 49ers ended up losing the Super Bowl bit over the Giants. And that, that guy got cut and got death threats. Oh, who was that guy? It was Ted Ginn. No, no, no. Ted Ginn was hurt. Was it? it was some no, other I guy know. filling in who promised in witness Ted protection. Has, in the decade, Ted Ginn has had one kickoff return for a touchdown and three punt returns for touchdowns. Got tackled up to twelve a lot, but hasn't done anything returning wise since he left Arizona in two thousand fourteen. All right, without anybody looking it up, can anybody tell me the name of that player? What? The player that fumbled against the Giants. Oh no! Oh, I know this. Can you give me the initials? No. Why? Seven two. You think the initials are really going to give it away? I want K W. Kyle uh, Williams. Kenzel Ward. Fuck you, Kendall. Kyle Williams. He was the son of the White Sox GM. It no, was Kyle Williams. It was Kendall Weed. It was me. It, no, it was, no, it was, it was Kyle, Kenzel Ward. It was Kyle Williams. It was Kyle Williams. Fuck you, Kendall. I told you. It wouldn't. Paul's I'm just, he's really good. Right. Give the guy some credit. He remembered. He's the, he's the son of the, uh... He's the son of the uh, owner for the White Sox. Uh, it's yeah. Bernie Williams. Son, and I would have got a two if you gave me five shows. All right, let's, <laughs> let's do coaches because I want to do this last grab bag. Oh, yeah. Belichick and Carroll. No, no. Does anybody disagree? Nothing. Nope. Not at all. 
Um, excuse me. I'd give Tom Cable the nod. Um, if that was cool. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> Belichick and Gettleman. <laughs> Marvin Lewis was a staple of this past decade. <laughs> Does Harbo get no love? Why? He made one Super Bowl. Pete Carroll has... How many times has Pete Carroll taken a team that doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs to the playoffs? Uh, every almost time. Almost every year. <laughs> if there was a third spot, I think it would have to be Mike Tom. Nope. If there's a third spot. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Uh, nope. Jim Caldwell. Never went under 500. Doesn't matter. It does matter. No, it doesn't. The amount of games he's cost due to challenges. He's still better than Harbo. Walk. Still, yeah, but he's not better than the other guy. I think he's the third guy. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Nope. Give it to Bill O'Brien. Yeah, give it to Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Why not Mike McCarthy? Why? We're not getting into this. No, I'm saying, why not Mike? Why not? Uh, what do you mean we're not getting into it? I'm I'm boasting for Mike McCarthy. This, I was going to say, Matt, you can't, to get into this. you can't <laughs> shut this down. This Good God, good. he's drunk. <laughs> McCarthy lost the locker room. Next. Mike McCarthy went to the same amount of Super Bowls as Tomlin, but won one. Much to the dismay of me. <laughs> Paul, mm-hmm. tell us more about how you want to see more Packers on this. List. <laughs> you know oh, what? Let's get Eddie, Eddie Lacy in the running back list. I got to tell you, there's nothing I want more than a Cowboys Super Bowl. Well, no, it's like you were campaigning for Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews is one of the best linebackers that's played in our lifetime. I'm agreeing with you. Hey, I know you are. uh, Also, so I heard we have some kind of bracket to do. Yeah, we did, but oh, here it is. Okay. All right. (laughs) How is Pat McAfee not part of the punters list? Because Pat McAfee really wasn't that amazing of a punter. He was just a funny guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, but he's funny and he's just smart. And he's also fat. Kyle and I watched him try to do this challenge. It was four double quarter pounders, two ten piece nuggets, two large fries, and four thirty four like thirty two ounce beverages. He had ninety minutes so, to do it. The guy ate th- ate three double quarter pounders, a large fry, a ten piece nugget, and two drinks in a half hour, and then failed. Oh man! Oh, I want to do that so bad. <laughs> I don't think so I could Paul, do it. I could give it a shot. So here's the thing. This is what we're doing next week on the show for the first hour and a half. No, we're doing the spaghetti run. Yeah, spaghetti run has to be first. <laughs> Kendall's worked so hard to get the spaghetti run. He's pitched it every year for the last, like, what 37 years. You know what? It's essentially 10 years in the making. <laughs> Kendall? The spaghetti run is on the all-decade team. You eat a pound of spaghetti and then run a mile. Why? See who throws up last. Exactly. For the sake Kendall. of gut endurance. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. All of us are so, like, out of shape. We don't even need the spaghetti. <laughs> oh, you send me out. I'm going to throw up anyways. <laughs> no, here's what I think. I think we do a, I think we do a pound of pasta. Alfredo and then a twelve rack of our choosing. Carbo load. You know, you know. I, I was hoping you were going to say a twelve racks of ribs. So did I. And I was going to be in on that. Let's finish off this bracket ranking, Kendall. We're going to have to get to your segment next week. Kendall. Hey, that's okay. 
Alright. So we're gonna get to this. This is gonna determine the final four or the final four of each division, which we'll finish up next week. So let's start off with the first bag here. So the Can we first... get Bell check off the screen? No. Keep them. Alright, first one we're going up is baseball. So the first matchup is Field of Dreams versus Bull Durham. Field of Dreams. No. Bull Durham. No. <laughs> Mass, Bull Durham. Whatever thing you say is wrong, but I'm with you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I say the Field of Dreams. I'm torn. I really am torn. Kyle, I need a legitimate segment. Field, the Field of Dreams. They're not from Ohio State. <laughs> I'm very They'll think about it though. I, I'm gonna cave. And, I'm gonna cave. I'm gonna go Field of Dreams. I vote oh. Rebecca. Field of Dreams. It's right. so Field hard because I advances. love because I love Cosmo. Yeah, who doesn't? I'm gonna watch Draft well, Day when I go upstairs. What? All right. Up next is Rookie of the Year versus Angels in the Outfield. That's a very good matchup. Angels in the Outfield. Rookie of the Year. Kyle? I'm thinking. Kendall? Uh, I'm going to go uh, Rookie of the Year on this one. Uh, I changed my mind. Rookie of the Year is the one where he breaks his arm, right? Yep, yep. That one. That's the one I want. Rebecca? I can't vote. I can't vote. You've never seen either of those? I've seen parts of Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, on an airplane. Who is running your house? Yeah, you got you fucking watched 37 hours about Tuna Curve a day, but you haven't let her see out fucking Angels in the Outfield. It's Listen, Christopher Lloyd. He was in Back to the Future. I know, but she didn't know that. They made a shitty sequel called Angels in the Infield. Listen, I need that something special just <laughs> for really? me. And then they made Angels in the End Zone. Listen, I've already sacrificed out at the horseshoe curve. I'm going to sacrifice Angel in the outfield now. Kyle, watching a train is fucking miserable. Kyle, <laughs> fucking rookie of the year. All right, so I got Mark and Kyle saying rookie of the year. Kendall, what'd you say? Uh, rookie of the year. Okay, and Matt, <sighs> rookie of the year. Rookie of the year advances. All right, on to the next matchup in the baseball bracket. We have Little Big League versus A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own is a better movie. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not about that. It's about which movie you prefer as a baseball movie. Little Big What's League. a better baseball movie? I'm going to go Little Big League. And the reason is I can't like place little big league. The best it's part of kid grandfather dies and he takes over the twins and becomes a manager. And the best part is they make Ken Griffey Jr. look like such a jerk in that movie, and it's amazing. Here's the thing: getting a good league of the has the best there, baseball quote of all time. Okay. Don't eat ass. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I say a league of their own, but Kyle, just imagine I, that mound, that <laughs> visit to the mound. 
All right, listen. You're right. Gonna, I say a league of their own. You're going to remember this for the rest of your life. <laughs> no I can't vote. Okay, Kyle? I said Winnipeg League. Rebecca? Can't vote. Kendall, I just go what ahead and it? call this wedding off. What should, what should we do here? We have a tie, 2-2. Two, two. We should point. force them both to watch the movie from that by next Monday. No, you know what? I'm gonna give this one. To, I'm gonna give Mock the chance to pick because you picked last week a lot. Mock, which one? Uh, I chose a league of their own. All right, little big league is out. As it should be. The movie's terrible. Hey, listen. There's like three really good parts. All right, Mister Three Thousand versus. I dropped it in the seat. Versus Never Major League. Major League. Uh, That's a really good one. Those matchups be different. Major League. Kendall? We're contenders now. <laughs> Major League. Rebecca? Can't vote. Oh my god. Are you fucking kidding me? Call Kendall. it off. Kendall, Kendall, what are you saying? Oh my god, for this is your fault. What's it is Kendall. She does iPad? anything that you do or like. You watch it, she'll watch it. So here's the problem. There's no right, I'm voting Mr. <laughs> Put it on. I'm voting Mr. Three Thousand just because he shouldn't be snubbed for with no votes. Alright, we're moving on to the next bag. We have Basketball, Celtic Pride versus Glory Road. Glory Road. Glory Road. Glory. Boy, oh, I love Celtic Pride. Yeah, I'm voting Celtic Pride to be honest with you. I'm sorry, did you say Glory Hole? The sequel. No, no, I was. I, I did. I did not say porn store next to Super Eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear the two selections. I was reading something. Glory oh. Road versus Celtic Pride. You haven't seen nope. Road. Alright, so Glory Road advances. Up next is Air Bud. How did that make it through? Legends never die. White men can't jump. What was it, Paul? You know what it was, Kyle? Air Bud went up against the sixth man, and nobody's seen that before. Oh. (laughs) Air Bud versus what, though? White men can't jump. Yeah, white men can't jump by Paul. Yeah, white men can't jump. Air Bud. Oh my god. Kendall's voting Air Bud, I know it. No, I usually defend Air Bud, but I like White Man Can't Jump. Huh? I had a feeling that Max has only seen Air Bud. <laughs> and actually, I don't yeah, even I believe really that. I'm really nervous. Mass, have you actually seen the original Air Bud? Yes. He's a liar. He saw the sequel. I own it on VHS still. Ah, good man. Alright, Hoosiers versus Like Mike. Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Like Mike. Uh, like Mike. Better soundtrack. This is true. Like Mike. Rebecca? Campo. Chill out, I mean, Jeff. Like Mike advances. And the last one in the NBA grab bag bracket is He Got Game. Versus Eddie. Wait a minute. Oh my god. 
Coach Carter got bounced? Forgot all about that. Yeah, because no one oh. else has seen it. Seen it. He got game versus Eddie. Uh, totally that she's movies. the man isn't on this. She's the man. That's a soccer movie. Joanna Man is what he's talking about. Which is a great movie. Oh, Mark, have you seen the trailer for the new movie called like Blacks or whatever on Netflix where Karen Filippelli is playing the mom? Uh, no. Oh, dude, she's so fucking funny in that. It's hilarious. She throws up gang signs and she calls herself a GI. <laughs> All oh, right, he got game versus Eddie. Mock? Uh, I cannot vote. Mass? Same. Kendall? I've seen one, but I can't remember which one I saw. Eddie, Eddie is the one with Whoopi Goldberg, and he got games the one with Denzel Washington and Bray Allen. Okay, then I'm pretty sure I saw Eddie then. Kyle? He got game. Rebecca? Can't vote. All right, he got game advances. Now, Massey and Mock, I I implore you, I I beg you, next week, by the show next week, can each of you, I'll reimburse you the money through beer, I don't care, but can you, if you have to rent it, can you guys just watch Eddie by next week? Potentially. Mark, I'll, I'll reimburse it if you have to if you have to rent it through Xfinity or whatever. Oh, I don't, I'm not worried about that. Eighteen percent on Rotten. You'll have time to do it. It's an hour and a half. You don't. You can stay up late one night and watch it. I'll buy. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll buy you a fucking Blackhawk beer and have it delivered to your house. Oh no, I can't because you live in Meriden. Um, <laughs> that's New Haven County. Actually, no, I'm not delivering to Meriden though. Oh, that's weird. Too many coronavirus cases. Because you're not cool. delivering to the Fairfield County. So anyway. But, um, Mark, you have to watch it. Whoopi Goldberg is a fan who becomes the GM of the Knicks. <laughs> or, sorry, the coach. All right, so we're on to the next grab bag here. We're doing football. Remember the Titans versus Little Giants. Remember the Titans. Little, Little Giants. Giants. Little Giants. Little Giants. Kendall? Remember the Titans. I'm a big Rick Moranis guy. Nice. Here's the thing. Remember the Titans has been ruined for me because of high school. And it's like barely a football movie. Also, the amount of beer I've consumed in this car is ridiculous. <laughs> Just sit in my car more. All right. Football, we got draft day versus the replacements. The replacements. I go draft day. I love that movie. The replacements. Kendall? You know, I I, I've, I saw draft day more recently. Um, and I actually, I, I liked it more than I expected. So I, I'm going to give that one the nod. This time around. Mass? Draft day. Rebecca? Can't vote. Can't vote. Draft day wins. Rebecca, why do you want to be a part of this? Because I do know some of them. Like, you've known like four of them. No, I've known more than that. Alright. Invincible 
versus the Water Boy. Water Boy. Invincible. 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 Water Boy was barely a football movie. Invincible. Kyle, the Water Boy is strictly a football movie. No, it's about morons. It's about Catherine Insano. A.K.A. the Big Show. Yeah. Kendall? Poke him in the eye. Invincible. Invincible advances. Mass, you're lucky. Thank you. You didn't have to say can't vote. I would have had to vote for Waterboy. So, so you, know you know what's aggravating? That what? Rebecca voted for Invincible because Mark Wahlberg. That's not the only reason. It's no, a good it is. Movie. It is. It's the only reason. No, However, it's, a giant it's, no, it's, it's not, the absolute. It's only not the reason. only reason. The, the only reason is that she hasn't seen the Waterboy. No, I've seen the Waterboy. Oh, yeah. Invincible deserves to go on because of Dick Vermeil was in that movie. One oh. Super Bowl to That's right. <laughs> All right, the longest yard versus we are Marshall. We are Marshall. Longest yard. We are Marshall. We are Marshall. It's just, it's a, it's better. Rebecca. I have to vote for the longest yard because I haven't seen we are Marshall, but Mass? I know the story of we are Marshall. Same. All right. Well. All right. So let's. I'm gonna do it this way. Rebecca, who's voting for the longest yard? Yes. Me. All right, Mark, have you seen both? Yes. Massey? No. Rebecca? No. No. We are Marshall wins. Okay. Kyle, I like this position you're laying in. If you can't appreciate Burt Reynolds in total, then you can't appreciate him at all. (laughs) All right, and last but not least is the other category. We have in the first matchup. Is it that zebra racing cool movie? Runnings. Shut up, Kendall. We have Cool Runnings versus Basketball. Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Man. Kendall, stop trying to act like you're thinking hard. Like, But I love John Candy. On. But basketball is yeah, so much fun. For cool runs. Cool runs. Kyle? I'm going basketball. You asshole. Mark voted for cool runs. Massey? Yeah. Can't vote. Oh my god, I want to kick you in the forehead. Alright, Mass, <laughs> scratch the Eddie thing. Watch cool runnings. I know you have Disney+. Plus. I can vote. I actually don't. But you could pirate it because you're a genius like that. I was say, you, you type everything so just find cool runs. I'm already working on a torrent. Give me a second. <laughs> See? This is the best cool point running. of mass. This right here. Cool Runnings advances. Cool Runnings is like one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Ooh, that's is a bad a list you got, then. It's funny. Right, is it a co- so it's a comedy. Oh, man. Two tough back ma- back-to-back matchups. The Goon versus Dodgeball. Mm, dodgeball. Kyle? If you that can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. So the Goon? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Dodgeball. All right. Kendall? I'm going to go Dodgeball. 
But The Goon is a good movie. Mask, you've only seen Dodgeball, right? Yep. Alright, sorry, Goon. I vote for you, though. Alright. You make me bleed my own blood. Next matchup, we have Caddyshack, which I forced Massey to watch after I put Kylo to bed. Yep. Versus Happy Gilmore. No, you Ooh. actually, you were not uh, dating Kylo at the time. You forced me to watch that in High Rise. No. Yeah. You know, I, I I gotta say, I thought I heard something else. I thought he said, put Kyle to bed. And then <laughs> I heard Matthew say, you weren't dating Kyle then? That's exactly what I heard. So that, was, that was very funny. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Caddyshack versus Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. I know. <laughs> I know. Mass? Happy Gilmore. Oh, God. Kyle? Mm. Remember Caddyshack eliminating one of my favorite movies last time. Oh, so this is like a, a real like, personal pick for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Kyle, Melvin loves Caddyshack. He doesn't. He does. Melvin loves Daffy Duck. Is that, is that a super knot, you rat? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and actually, it's Daffy Duck's in Caddyshack, though. You're lucky I'm a big fan of the Gopher. Right. Three Damn to two, it. Rebecca? Caddyshack. Fuck you, Rebecca. But by the way, who the fuck knocked out Space Jam? What? Space Jam's still in it, I think. I thought it was. Do we have another two? Do we have another matchup? Yep. The final matchup is... Space Jam and... Space Jam. The final matchup is The Karate Kid versus Miracle. Where the hell is Space Jam? You got, must have got knocked out. Yeah, by you fucking Caddyshack lovers. There's no way Space Jam got knocked out. Yeah, it was by you Caddyshack lovers. I don't know if that was uh, the matchup. I, I remember... No, I remember voting for Caddyshack last week, and I wouldn't have voted for that over. No, I think I you know. What, no, you know. What, you did. know what I think it was. I think it was Dodgeball versus Caddy uh, versus Space Jam. I still would have voted for fucking Space Jam. Well, you didn't. Gonna... We're gonna have to go back and listen yes. to see what the matchup was. Mark, would you have voted for Space Jam over Dodgeball? I I think that I would have. But wouldn't Space Jam have been in the basketball bracket? Or would have been other. Yeah, no, it would have been in the basketball bracket. There's nothing in there that I would have voted for over Space Jam. No, there's basketball movies Kyle would have voted for over Space Jam. Kyle needs to die then. But it wouldn't be anybody else that would vote for it. That's not true. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. He voted for Kingpin over Space Jam. <laughs> You know, I thought about putting Kingpin in here, but I don't think anyone's seen it. <laughs> Kingpin's a good movie. Right, fine. Yeah, King, Kingpin versus Miracle. I'm doing a writing. <laughs> he calls it audible. Miracle. I didn't like Kingpin. Oh, really, Kyle? Yeah. Kyle, that is like a classic Souls movie. Kingpin. It's not. I'm surprised. Kingpin. What, what did What did Kingpin just replace? Uh, Karate Kid. Fair. That's fair. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Kingpin. Kingpin. 
Kingpin. And you know why? Just because it replaced Karate Kid. That's the Matthew, only reason. you watched Kingpin. <laughs> yes, you did. We no. watched it in Winthrop. It was the one where Bill Murray was the rival bowler to Woody Harrelson. Oh, okay, yeah. I remember that movie. What beat Space Jam? <laughs> I don't know, Kyle. I, I'm surprised, too. It had to have been something good. It's probably something stupid like fucking Coach Carter. No, Coach Carter didn't. That boss, too. <laughs> you, it was a double loss. Would you have voted for Cool Runnings or Space Jam? No, cool it was Running. a basketball movie. Cool Runnings so, is on, like one of the best King, movies is ever. Is Kingpin advancing? Yes. Okay. Cause fuck. All right. Basketball the movies. Kid. Basketball movies were. Nope. 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 God, I picked up all the papers except the basketball ones. Can you believe that? <laughs> it was the most Kendall thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> True that. Except Kendall has those small controlled outbursts. Yeah. He kicked it Something out of the box this morning. Is, Kyle, is there a chance that it lost to Celtic Pride? No. Did it lose to Air Bud? Fucking probably. Was, no way. Back all of no way. Kyle. I feel like Rebecca hasn't seen Space Jam, so. No, I have a very long time ago. Air Bud beat Coach Carter. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think it did. <laughs> that pissed me off. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> if it could, these assholes haven't seen it before. No, I've seen both movies. <laughs> Coach Carter's just not good. It is good. It's all right. Did it lose to Hoosiers? Oh, maybe. Doubt it. I don't know, Kyle. You love Hoosiers. They do. But everybody else probably hasn't seen Hoosiers. Alright, let's see. Happy Gilmore. The Replacements. Goon. Miracle. Waterboy. Bull Durham. So far, none of these are basic basketball. Mission 3000. Angels in the Outfield. Basketball is another. Remember the Titans. Longest Yard. I'm missing a basketball one that I threw. Is it going to be really funny when Space Jam wasn't even on the thing? <laughs> oh, here, here's another piece of paper here. Uh, Eddie. So the, the the four that were eliminated were Eddie, Hoosers, Air Bud, and Celtics Pride. And then the four that advanced were He Got Game, Glory Road. Is it possible it lost to Glory Road? We'll just have to go back and listen. Yeah, we have to. Oh, you know what it was? It was, Kyle, it was Space Jam versus White Men Can't Jump. Oh, yeah. It was. And we so you vote. voted against it, you douche. We both oh, voted for White Men Can't Jump. Reason. Kendall, what would you have voted for? Kendall uh, would have voted for White Men Can't Jump because he loves Jeopardy. Yeah, he's probably right. Rebecca probably couldn't have voted. Nope. Because she's no, never seen I, Space no, Jam. No, Space Jam. No, that's not true. I've seen Space Jam. All right, name name six actors in Space Jam. Bugs Bunny. Nope, those aren't actors. Michael Jordan. Shaquille All right, so you got Michael Jordan. Shaquille O'Neal. 
Can I play too? Shaquille no. O'Neal was not Can in the so so. <laughs> Did you say Gary Busey? No. She did. I said beer reviews. Gary Busey from Who's the Boss? Oh, uh, Rebecca, hey, don't start this. Hey, Bill Murray, the fat guy from Jurassic Park. Uh, it's Newman. Wayne no, Knight. No, the fat guy from Jurassic Park. His name is Wayne Knight, <laughs> and in that weird TBS comedy, he lost a lot of weight. Let me tell you something. He's not Newman. He's not the fat guy from Jurassic Park. He's the guy that falls from the chandelier in Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> that is an amazing memory for you to know that role. <laughs> he has one line in the whole movie, and it's, you're way in over your head. <laughs> and he made $52,000. Beer reviews, Moxine washable. How is it Budweiser? Budweiser is, is the king of beers. I've, uh, I've been Higher doing some, in England, some, I like it. Been doing some damage with the Budweiser uh, throughout this uh, quarantine. It's kind of been the go-to. Good song. Did you have any sea hags? I, I didn't make my way over there. She had one beer at home. Yeah, so the problem that happened is I meant to get it when I, we went to break, and then uh, I didn't, and then I didn't get up. Mock, I, look, here's the thing. Next week, I need you to kind of get, like, slightly fucked but up. But to be home. fair, it's like my fifth Budweiser. But I need you to kind of get, like, fucked up at home. All right. If I drop off some beer, will you drink it? I don't see why not. No. Kendall, how was my super not? I had bring us through your seven beers. I had a pretty big day at Mark's expense. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I started off <laughs> with a little tug um, from uh, Thimble Island. It's a session IPA. Um, I, I, I'm sure I've had it before. I, I didn't look for my beer journal. Um, I didn't love it. Um, I guess it's it's appropriate for that style of beer, but it's it's kind of it's tasteless in my opinion. It doesn't really have a lot of uh, really notable IPA. Uh, what are you laughing at? Um, I'm laughing because I look down. Massey's got so much more zoomed in, and then Kyle's picking his nose. <laughs> and then and then I feel bad. I've uh, I've knocked off three super knots <laughs> here tonight. Uh, it's an IPA from uh, Nebco. Uh, it's pretty good, 5.8%. Um, not my favorite New England uh, brewing product, but it's, it's still a very solid beer uh, for your casual IPA drinker. Uh, highly recommended. Uh, yeah, quick review. Mass, how was your nothing? Fresh. Cool. What's your ride home beer going to be, Kendall? Uh, probably the other little tug. Little tug, getting a little tug. I like it. Hey, Kendall. I hope so. Yes. Why don't you, uh, why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you bring home one of those 1.5 stones on the thing and enjoy one of those at home? Oh, thank you. Uh, on the the right hand side. Yes, sir. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, Paul. What you don't know is he already brought those home. Yeah, no, no, no. All right, Kendall. Here's the deal. I want I want you to Facetime me from the minute you get in the car to the minute you get home. You have to finish it on the ride home. I could probably do it, but it wouldn't be good. Yeah, I also want you to FaceTime me in two hours when you're a real problem for Rebecca. 
<laughs> I'm telling the truth that last show I ended up playing that uh, rock paper scissors game by myself. He said, I want you and to I quote, "Post a video to the G- GSWD Instagram of you trying to masturbate with a softy." We got home last week. He comes into the bedroom and he says, "I'll be in bed in five minutes." He comes back a minute later. I lied. I won't be in bed in five minutes. And then he proceeded to get really drunk. <laughs> I had some shots, and then I had a snack party. Some popcorn and chili chips combined in one bowl. It was okay at best. Good for you, Ken. Good for you. Thank you. Souls, how was the super? <laughs> it was very super. Was it duper? No, you had a three twelve with that. You bastard! You drank my cold <laughs> beer in the fridge. I did. Oh, that's awesome. So, real quick, can I can I give you guys the line of the week in quarantine? Yes. I think I had the line of the week. So I'm in Kyle's room. We're playing the show last night. I told Kyle to hand me a Mountain Dew because Bob bought him a 36-pack of Mountain Dew for his birthday. And Kyle goes, do you want a super-duper double citra? Because it was sitting in the fridge. And it was funny because the other night, Kyle and I both drank a beer like off of a Monday night. And we were kind of like, this is weird. Like It doesn't feel right. And so he goes... You know, three years ago, if you offered me, if I offered you a beer, you would have taken it. And I was like, Kyle, three years ago, you would have never offered me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want you guys to know that. And at this point in time, Kyle has probably close to like 60 beers in his closet. Oh, my God. Really? Well, all my bourbon counties are in there. Wow. And then a Goose Island 15 pack. So it's only a matter of time before he, like, throws one of the chairs in there and breaks them all. Yeah, Mark, why don't you fucking, like, you know, have one of your dogs lick your asshole while you're sleeping and then fuck you in the mouth. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be the worst. It would be the worst. You just disrespected $357 worth of Bourbon County, you bastard. No, I didn't disrespect him. I said that Kyle throws things in that closet. There's no room because Eddie cleaned his room for his birthday and threw every, all his clothes in there. There's no room to open the door. <laughs> Kyle's been wearing shoes that don't fit him because you can't open the closet. Kyle, so far you got a couple of bang-up birthday gifts. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't one of the greatest birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you, what are you talking about? You got a pair of shorts from your dad that had $260 in it. Yeah. That's a great What gift. a weird amount. He said it was supposed to be two fifty, but he didn't have a ten, so he tried to make Kyle give him a ten dollar bill back. <laughs> First mistake right there. <laughs> uh all right, final out. Let's let's finish out the beer reviews. Um so my boys here, I had two beers, they pitched a combined no hitter. Um the Boulevard thirtieth anniversary ale barrel age blend. Um, pitched eight solid innings for its extravagant blend of eight incredible barrel-aged beers. Um, eight shutout no-hit innings, and it was absolutely fantastic. I give it four and a half stars out of five. Um, it was just a little bit too bourbony, which is hilarious for me to say. But um, just with all the blend of different barrels there, you kind of picked up a little bit too much alcohol, in my opinion, which is kind of hilarious at 12.5% because that's not really that boozy for a beer um, of this caliber. So, but I thought it was really good. I would definitely 1,000% get it again. Um, I finished off with the ooh, Beer Geek 
beer geek vanilla shake, which I believe was that $75,000 four pack I bought when I was a modern child. Um, it was absolutely phenomenal. Pitch a nine pitch three strikeout save. Um, absolutely really good. Has that cocoa puff milk kind of taste to it. Kind of like the Gunner's Daughter mask, similar to what you tasted. Uh, just a little solid beer, very good, very delicious, not too boozy, very fluid, very th- uh, thin, very flavorful, um, dangerous because you could chug about 17 of these and then definitely crash into your garage door that you thought you opened. Um, four and a half. I'm going to drink it now. There you go. Quick question. What? What is the correct term of when you pitch a nine-pitch inning? Uh, three strikeouts. I'll be right back. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> I'll be right back. Um, it's a perfect something. Nope. Ow. What is it? The immaculate innings. I, I thought that, that that was like nine just strikes, like strikeouts. No, it's Nine pitches, three strikeouts. Yeah, that's what I just said. No, it's not. You said nine strikeouts. No, I said nine strikes, strikeouts. Like yeah, nine nine pitches. They're all yeah, yeah they're all strikes. All right, so uh, I'm gonna text each of the boys. So that's including everyone here: Kyle, Mock, Massey, and Kendall. I'm gonna have them, I'm gonna give them the four finalists from each divisional bracket and have them rank them one through four, so that way it's not super biased where it's like a guaranteed you know one beats the four kind of deal. Um, we'll have them rank them on their own. So, you know, in that instance, I might give Mass like you know basketball movies, so that way you know maybe he's only seen one of them, so he gives that one the one, so the four could potentially be an upset. We'll we'll see what happens. But we're going to do it that way. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to post the uh, a picture of that final bracket later this week on our Instagram page. Hey, Mock. Yeah. If they wanted to find that on Instagram or, like, any of our social media platforms or, or listen to our bracket breakdown so far, where could they do something like that? Well, you could find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's filling up a red solo cup in somebody else's house with your own urine or accidentally spilling some of that urine in somebody else's (laughs) house. Subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Where you find internet radio shows, you find us. Also on Spreaker. We're live on Spreaker. We're on PPRN. And we are also on the Lieb Sports Network. Check them out. Uh, check out the Peter Pino show Wednesday night. I believe uh, Kenny the Rat will be down there. Yeah, no quarantine for him. Yep. I'm there. Also, two other shows. Uh, four Live Crew on Sundays and uh, the Joe Antonio show uh, kind of whenever he does it. He, does, <laughs> he, he has no schedule. He just kind of records when he records. That's fairish. Um, yeah. So next week we have a exciting segment from Kendall that we're going to dive into that we can do over the course of many weeks. Yes. Um, kind of like a uh, what do you wish NFL draft type segment. 
And Kendall, you should actually, um, while I have you, you know, we should potentially incorporate some uh, other draft situations into that. You could do some NBA or MLB situations. If you guys are interested, we could kind of we can do a, a four pack. We can do one random year per sport. You know. Oh, oh. maybe this will be May's. Nope, 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 nope. You will not. You will not profit <laughs> off of my idea. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, during the week we'll work out uh, how we want to set it up. We'll figure it out, and then uh, next week we're obvi- we're gonna. No, oh, we lost F- you. No trades allowed. What? Oh, we lost you for a second. Can you hear me now? Yes. Good. All right, we're gonna do the Mike Mock GSWD 3.0 draft. No trades allowed. So it'll be straight up one through thirty-two. No, no trades at all. Um, so obviously very inaccurate, but somewhat intriguing. Um, and we're also going to do Kyle. Kyle, what sport are we going to be doing next week in terms of revisiting our first segment? Football. All right, your first NFL game. So boys, get your box scores ready for that. Revisit down memory lane. And uh, yeah, tune in for all that kind of fun stuff. We're always here getting sports to drink. Just because there's no sports on TV doesn't mean there's no sports at all. You always have us drunk style. Until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm uh, Yep. Soldier. I'm the Mass Chris Massey. Mass, more oomph! I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. Nah! Soldier. The Mass Chris Massey. And I'm the Red Baron. Red, 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 Yeah.